Welcome to uh, tonight's episode of uh, the Dissect Podcast. Tonight we have Michael Blevins, Mark Twight, and Ross McGarvey, and myself, Paul Roberts here. Uh, <clears throat> I've had something on my mind that I'd, I'd love to, to get your guys' uh, opinions on, and, and I'm, I'm super interested in uh, your guys' perspective on, on this subject, because honestly, with what it... What it what it means and and what is involved with it you have all contributed it for myself like i've all, all been um pushed by you guys in in one way shape or form um so the subject i want to kind of explore tonight is uh what pushes us or what drives us uh or motivation or inspiration and, and one of the things between motivation and inspiration <clears throat> in my head uh I like to think of motivation is something that is uh, uh, comes from internally, uh, internally motivated, and inspiration comes from uh, external means. Uh, one of the big things that uh, it motivates me is just many different things as, as I've progressed, and I, I think uh, depending on what phase we're in, that can change. Uh, and I'd be really interested to to hear like uh, um, what your guys' perspective is on these things. I totally feel set up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this was a trick. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? <clears throat> I have a question about. So you said motivation <clears throat> is internal, and inspiration is external. Well, yeah. In my head, that's that's the way I kind of relate that. Is is motivation. Cause I always thought I always yeah. assigned them the exact opposite. Oh really? Mostly because inspire is in spirit of, or in spirit or in breath, like mm -hmm. an in breath. So that's why I thought it was from within also because motivational posters are external and they're supposed <laughs> to motivate you. That's why, I, but I think it goes either way. I do think that they're different like yeah. by definition and also in use. Then I don't, that's a tough one. Do you have, some thoughts on inspiration, Mark? I, I mean, I would have to agree that it, uh, with Paul, that it changes in different periods yeah. in one's life. And um, I've been pretty much um, stuck on I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, I think that's drive. Is that, is that, is that driven? I, I don't know what... You know, I've never tried to put a put a word to it. I mean, I sometimes I mean there were periods when I was. I mean, one of the reasons I stopped having any kind of sponsor relationships and when I was climbing was when I realized like I was making decisions based on mm. those relationships, what mm. I thought would have the most media impact or something, and and realized oh I'm doing making these decisions and undertaking these actions um, based on the influence of other people. And then when I started, and, and I sort of stopped those relationships and kind of just did exactly what I wanted with Jim Jones, certainly in the beginning, it was <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. I'm going to do what I want since I'm paying for it. And um, 
And then I think it went downhill when that organization started catering to what, I don't know, I'd just say ignorant outsiders wanted. Yeah. I think um, it's interesting to think about what motivated, because I mean, I I have to approach it from like a really um, philosophical one say like, oh, we're a bunch of like meat computers and the software that we have on board is largely responsible for how motivated we are, how driven, whatever you want to call that uh, inspiration. But there has to be some kind of manipulation of it. So, so at some point I go like, what motivates me? Ah, whatever genetics decided that I was going to be into. And I kind of like let it go from there. And then on the details, I think we do control, um, at least have, you know, somewhat of a, a control of. So, Spite was mentioned, and I think that's yeah. noteworthy. I literally wrote down pride and spite as being like <laughs> two major driving forces of both motivation and inspiration. I, I will add one in there is fear is like yeah. probably one of the most inspiring things. And I think people um, kind of throw that term around different than I might use it. But fear, and I'll be, you know, maybe... Um, I probably shouldn't be so honest, but like, dude, I just don't want to look like an asshole. Like, I just don't, I don't want to look bad. Like I'm, I'm totally afraid of looking like, but, but yet I don't you keep the mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. In fact, I keep growing the mustache, not just keep it <laughs> into hopefully one day, like circus strongman effect of, of, um, so that you yourself may so, become an, an inspiration. Yeah. 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 So it, when I, if I heard you correct, like mm. you do kind of care what, how you're perceived is, is that kind of, yeah. The, I mean that has, and not that there's like any one individual that I like specifically is like, I want to impress yeah. that person, but impress this idea. And it comes back to like motivation has probably more to do with our identity than it does any kind of like uh, particular thing or goal. Like some people think that they're motivated by a goal. So they set like 12 weeks down the road, I'm going to have a six pack or I want a transformation. I want this. And I, fuck that. I'm having a six pack tonight. I <laughs> <laughs> could have that. Oh, yeah. That could happen. I mean, in the fridge. you know, just, just got to change your definition. It, yeah. 12 <laughs> weeks. I mean, that's a lot of savings for one six pack. <laughs> Man. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know. There, there's a couple different aspects that I think you have to go. To. And if you go down the road that I'm talking about, it generally has to do with identity. Yeah. And a lot of people, this is kind of a running theme that we've been having with people is getting them away from, um, specific metrics being tied to their identity uh, because that's a motivating factor. And mm-hmm. once those specific metrics start to decline, then they feel unmotivated, but it's because they feel like they're not themselves. Oh, you mean you're, you're 500 pound bench press guy. Yeah. 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 Like, and a, then, and, but this has been talked about in, in kind of a, a, a different aspect too. Um, cause that, that was recently, but this got brought up with, um, now Jeremy Petrini or something. He's a, a sports site guy out of New York and he's super smart. And he had this video maybe a year ago and he was talking about, uh, identity in sport being a major, uh, problem once people leave the sport. And that's because we essentially like, uh, like anybody does this. If you go like, Hey Paul, who are you? And you're like, well, I'm a firefighter. I'm like, okay, you, you started down that list and you might leave that profession, 
but yeah. you might be tied to that thing. And how it works in a gym setting is people are either the strong guy, the big guy, the little guy, the endurance guy, the, you know, the guy who's good at tricks. Um, and then when you get hurt, so say you're a 405 pound, like squatter, oh, I can squat 405. When you can't, or you don't feel like you can, you then don't feel like yourself. Oh, totally. And then you run into a problem because if I don't feel like myself with all these numbers starting to decline over time, like you get into your late thirties and forties, those numbers shift drastically. In which case the motivating thing has just left. Like, oh, I was working towards a bigger squat. I was working towards a bigger bench press or whatever. Um, and then because you don't have that thing to uh, kind of tie to yourself, you have no motivation to change anything. And then people, you know, then they start switching, flopping, doing different things. And I think I don't think Jay Collins it, got the memo. Hmm. He seems to be improving his <laughs> oh, <laughs> overtime and age yeah. rather than oh, declining. Oh yeah. yeah. I was, it, it, it's funny, this, the, the identity discussion, especially with, you know, performance in the gym or something. I mean, I had this, there was an individual at my former organization um, <laughs> uh, and I had this, like within a couple of, you know, a year or so of him coming on board, I had this thing. I, I said, dude, you need to like, if, if you're going to be part of this, you need to diversify a little bit your, uh, identity. And I said, you're just, you're wrapped up in being the big guy. Mm-hmm. And the response was, no, I'm not, I'm this and I'm that. And I'm this. And I'm just like, talk to me. And I didn't say it then. Talk to me in five years, but I should have because I would have been fucking right. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, Nostradamus, no. right? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I, I, I do think, I mean, having certainly left a sport which created my identity was strongly, you know, I am a climber, yeah. which I don't say anymore. But I mean, I am of it, but I am not that thing, um, and had to go through and develop a completely different identity once I stopped doing that thing. And it was, and, and it was, it, it, I don't even know what it is now because I refuse to call myself a trainer and, and certainly not coach you, and like you, fucking loudmouth. Yeah. But apparently um, you're a podcaster. Uh, yeah. No, but <laughs> <laughs> hashtag that's gone that 300 guy. Um, <laughs> but, but the, yeah, that could be, that could be part of it, you know, maybe. And I don't, I'd hesitate to like pigeonhole and exactly that sort of piece. But the, I, I think the immediate response for most people, when you, you know, ask to describe themselves, they lead with their work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, be, for, for whatever reason, oh, I'm a, Mm-hmm. Unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> you, Maybe, you said something I think it's, really interesting there. You're of it. Mm. You're not a climber, but you're of it. And I think if more people took that approach, you know, especially when it comes to sports, because collegiate athletes, when they get to the end, <clears throat> you know, of their of their time fitnessing, yeah, they 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 have this turmoil. When I played basketball at college, we had a an import from Duke college and i'm like holy crap man you're shit hot like what's what's next for you he's like nothing i'm done like when i when i graduate i'm out i'm like will you not keep playing like in any level he's now i'm done and it was just so weird to be like how long have you played since you were eight and then at 23 all of a sudden you're done and he just mentally had this switch where he's like yeah i just become a business person Mm. and what he didn't he didn't he 
assigned himself a new label. You know, because it, it's almost like he couldn't cope with, well, I'm not that thing anymore, so I need to immediately be something else rather than be like, hey, yeah. I'm of it because it forges and it shapes you. And it, and it taught me a certain value system. It taught me the ability, I mean, in this case, you know, the ability to work with others within a team context and and how to, you know, shift responsibility back and forth between the five guys on the court mm-hmm. at any given time or whatever it is. And um, it, it, I would think it'd be really tough to flip that switch called you know yeah. he, he had it like he was just like no this is just what happens mm-hmm. this is this is life and i'm like you've al- you already recognize what's coming you're still not comfortable enough with yourself like with who you are as you approach graduation so you immediately become that other thing but he's probably <clears throat> light years ahead of the people that i'm generally describing in a gym <clears throat> like that are tied to individual tasks, not even the identity of a profession. And, and both can be useful and both can be harmful, but um, more often than not, it just goes unassessed or like no one will think about it. They just, they are the per. I'm a mom, I'm a this, I'm a that. You right. work in this level. Or they don't understand, they don't, they don't have um, a handle on how what they are actually doing and mm-hmm. what they are sort of arbitrarily deciding is important is shaping their identity and the language that they use and how they relate to other people. Mm-hmm. Do you think that um, when it comes to sport, typically there's a career, you know, you'll retire from a sport. There's a, mm-hmm. there's kind of a terminal conclusion to competitively playing that sport. Whether you're LeBron James, you're Kobe Bryant, you're out the NBA at one point. In the gym, that doesn't. there's not really a definitive transition point so do you think <laughs> you just your, go from your identity shouldn't should not be linked to one task or one activity because that's just that that's finite it's gonna change it's gonna stop and I, I don't know when i realized that but i realized it pretty young that i um i, I couldn't tie myself to one identity because it it's it's just so because you couldn't decide it maybe <laughs> um i mean maybe it was because i was th- like in, specifically in high school, uh, growing up playing hockey in Salt Lake, that was just, it was kind of weird. Like it didn't fit in. Like I, I hung out with all the, the like skater kids. Like if we're going to talk about identities and classifications mm-hmm. and these little kind of clicks, um, which I think is stupid in general, like all that fucking, like the, the minute you tie yourself to identity, you're just, you're limiting yourself. But it sounds like you had an idea at a pretty young age that, what you were doing was creating an identity. Like I, well, how and, long and does it? I like, think like, it was. It, I guess that's that's maybe what I was doing was I was I was trying to not be like oh I play like I because I realized that although I played sports I didn't really f- like quote unquote fit in with all the the guys that played like popular sports like mm. you know basketball or football or whatever the case may be but then even on the other side of like the kids that skated and stuff like that it wasn't like i i still played a sport so it was just this weird kind of thing and maybe that was when i realized like i don't i don't belong like to this one identity to this classification to this like click like it i want to be more diversified i want to be more broad spectrum than oh you know i'm a hockey player or i'm a i'm you know now like even when i fought i didn't fucking consider myself like a fighter because that wasn't i I didn't do it full time and even now like i like i work as a firefighter but i if someone asked me i would have a hard time honestly like saying oh this is 
I, I'm a firefighter, I'm a, a fitnesser, or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. I try to stay away as much as I can from all those identities because they're 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 too small spectrum. Does that does that? Yeah, and I think you ident- I mean, you identified um, kind of the limitation with it, but, yeah. but also. It, 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 maybe it's um, you saw the brackets and they were largely evident that like oh this, if I just like wear this jacket then I'm this person suddenly and then you were able to to make that distinction I think for the most part people don't ever make that distinction they just try their hardest to tie what they do as a cover of how capable they are like if you if you tell anybody they think that they can identify by a professional like I'm a doctor that means like people immediately pick up the thing that I'm responsible, I'm well educated, um, obviously maybe wealthy, carrying a ton of student debt. <laughs> yeah, that's how. Yeah. So, but people make all these assumptions, and they never, you know, most people don't question when they meet a doctor. Is like, man, I wonder if he's a good doctor, <laughs> or I wonder if he's that dude that prescribed twenty six million doses of <laughs> yeah. fucking Vicodin or whatever it was. So, <laughs> like, we, we so he was financially fairly successful. I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, he just wasn't a good doctor. But I think we we change we make this shift without recognizing it by saying like oh i'm this profession and that's a placeholder for capability that way when people find like actual capability in a task it sounds silly but to most people who have never done anything i'm like if they race a bike suddenly then i'm a bike racer Mm -hmm. because that sounds so much more interesting than i play nintendo most nights and i eat probably too much on other nights and you know, yada, 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 none of that stuff. That's what, that's who they probably really are. And so what you're saying is basically they're using that activity to, uh, shape their identity in some way mm-hmm. because that's somewhat motivating to them to, to, to be that thing in the eyes of others rather than some person mm-hmm. who's like, I would rather, you know, as a, 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 a presentation to somebody or, you know, mm-hmm. pre, my, my pretend my, you know, whatever my facade is, Oh, I'm a bike racer. Like not mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a fucking Nintendo hack oh, right. who makes poor food decisions. <laughs> like that's like a shitty thing to lead with. If you're trying to, I don't know, yeah, Im- impress people or, or even, even just to like, if forced to communicate in any mm-hmm. kind of social situation, I mean, we all identify ourselves as something yeah. and, and that thing can Scottish <laughs> and the Scotsman. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. so well, it, it starts Enough with, said. it starts with nation and race and gender. Like obviously like it go, it goes back further. Um, but it does get into, I think it's a placeholder for capability in most circumstances where people want to be known. And this has, this brings me back to like the motivation, how this ties into it because people are, largely motivated by not even what they think that they are, but what, what they want to become. Yeah, that's where I was just going to go is <laughs> like, uh, and, and it's funny how these things keep getting brought up, but a lot of big motivation comes from, and those identities, what we're talking about mm-hmm. is just being associated with whatever group you respect or, or whatever you want to be classified mm-hmm. as. Right. So this, in this, this brings me to like the, the, maybe this is the too deep part, but Ooh. so, uh, David, speak on David Hume came up with the is ought gap, right. Or the, if ought gap, it's also called. So it's used as a behavior thing or in most arguments is used as morality, but it could deal with this because you are not supposed to be able to derive an ought 
from an is or an if. Like if, um, let's say, if the earth is at the center of the universe, I ought to act like this. And the same thing happens. Like if I am a fireman, I ought to be like this. I have a mustache. I have pit vipers. So you, have, <laughs> you have these things associated with it. Um, and it falls into that line. But that is actually like the argument is that should not be the thing. And that in this case works perfectly true is like, if, uh, if I want to be lean, I ought to act like this. So like that, that doesn't make any sense. Like one does not derive the other in most cases, but people want to assume that identity is a character or a character trait. So they jump that gap, and I think that's where you run into motivational issues because if you lose your is, like I is a 500-pound bench presser. <laughs> I is a then <laughs> So you ought to not act like this or whatever it is. Or when that goes away, yeah, I don't know I, what to I act like. I is a 500-pound bench presser. <laughs> Therefore, I ought not to bench only 300 when others are watching. Uh, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> like, or, or I is 500 pounds and bench press. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I is 500 pounds, so I ought to bench press 500 pounds. Because weight moves weight. <laughs> because body weight bench press is yeah. one of the standards. So, <laughs> so come, coming like back around to your original question, it sounds like, I mean, fear of missing out or fear of disassociation seems to be a prevalent driver, motivator to try and do or be something. Uh, or I, I would end to that fear of not like doing as much as I could have like mm. in whatever time so what's your given. biggest driver then so you've just said that you don't want to look like an ass yeah so what is the biggest what's the biggest motivator for you death, death. Uh, yeah like the idea of getting there without doing what you want and therefore mm. the fear of being like getting to the end and being like man i look like an asshole i didn't do anything with this thing that i was given and given whatever you want to put that i think i i just think mortality is a Good reflection for motivation. I, I totally so agree. many levels. Yeah. We've not released that episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, how about you? Well, that sounded like direct. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, Mark, yeah, Mark is a motivator for you. <laughs> oh, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were talking about mortality being a thing. Like I, I, I was listening to Michael and thinking like, wow, are you really cognizant of dying? It, no, it, no. N- not even that. I mean, I, well, I should fucking hope so. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, no, but I was thinking like cognizant of running out of time because oh. that, you know, the whole TikTok thing, I think for, say, how old are you now? 35. 30, 35. So you actually became a man five years ago. So <laughs> it's going to be another 15, I'm thinking, before the TikTok gets loud enough to really hear but maybe not. Maybe you're realizing like, oh, I need to, I, 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 I want, there are things I want to accomplish. I've got a timeline sort of to do them. And some of those things require physical capability. So I got to get that shit done before that part goes before, away. Or, before or, you've uh, peaked. <laughs> um, or, and, and not to, to grill you in any way, but I, no, like, I, 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 it'll get, like, I understand that it's going to get worse and louder and meaner and you're going to start feeling worse and worse about it and the cool thing so is when the when the tiktok gets yeah. louder you, 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 you almost the crocodile is close well i was going to turn it the other way actually the fact that okay this 
auditor <laughs> of my life <laughs> is, you know, like got the grade book out now and I fucking see it and there's a red mm. pen and I'm like, I don't want the red pen, <laughs> but it gives me a sense of uh, a, a sense of what is important and what is not important. And the louder that TikTok gets, the more people I can cut the fuck out of my life mm. as being irrelevant to the goal that I have set myself to accomplish yeah. within the time frame. Whereas, you know, I'm, I'm getting pulled in multiple directions and it doesn't matter because I got an endless amount of time. I can do everything. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so, I, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously the whole mountain deal for me was, yeah, death is pretty serious motivator. Mm. For sure. Um, it, it, Real quick with that too. I mean, as far as your exposure goes um, and, and what your level of ignorance is to death, I think plays a role. And being that that's a motivator for you, I, you know, I, I could see that, that it runs through your head constantly. <laughs> I know for me personally, I'm, I'm the same. Like I've, I've been surrounded by death for the last 15 years. Like Almost on does a, that include your first trip into Hot Topic? Almost. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I went into Hot Topic because of being, <laughs> that motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based, um, based on some of the Instagram pictures that you may direct message me, I would say that is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you're when you're completely surrounded by death for for a long time, it, it's it's a constant reminder that it, and it doesn't even it doesn't have to happen because of age. I mean, honestly, most of the time it, it doesn't, <laughs> By accident. it, uh, uh, like it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, how fucking quote unquote safe you are. It's just sometimes a lot of times shit happens and you never know what day is going to be your last. So I'm, I'm with you. There's like, you might as well make each day count the best you can because you don't know if you're, there's going to be a tomorrow. Yeah. And that's one, I mean, that you're hitting on, I mean, obviously this is like a stoic tenant that they're known for the memento mori or whatever we've talked about before is always putting a comparison of, of death or reflection of yourself. And you know, the, the whole thing goes like a skull and a clock and a feather or whatever to try to make the most of each day. And, you know, plenty of those stoic philosophers touched on this. It was like their motivating factor was like, if you don't realize how much time you waste, doing nothing or how Mark kind of alluded to was you don't know how many people you waste your time on. And it becomes, I think it's a very useful tool. And I got it. Uh, the death thing, like when I was younger was just like recognizing that that is there. And maybe uh, a, that was a, a fallout for other religious practices is when I recognized like death was happening and that there was nothing after it. Therefore these people are lying to me that caused some anxiety uh, that you have to learn to get over because just like any mammal, when you are faced with uh, life-threatening circumstances, then you release a whole bunch of chemicals. And that that is the reaction to death as a human because, you know, one of the gifts slash curses of being a human is the idea of foresight or the ability to recognize time difference or I can be here, therefore I can be there. You can actually recognize as opposed to most animals would not be able to um that whole thing ends up being a curse when you recognize that and we make stories for it and you know there's nobody to say that's wrong or it, um it's right but there's a reason we have after life stories or after death uh things that we need to project in order to protect us from anxiety because that anxiety can be a limiting factor it can be a demotivator mm -hmm. how like if i can't get past the fact that i'm fearing 
death in the moment, then I, I can't get over anything. So we have to tell ourselves certain stories, certain mythology or whatever we want to call it mm. in order to get past that. I mean, you can just compare it to when like a rabbit sees a coyote, whatever. Well, if we have to, but a lot of people do. Oh yeah. 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 Well, and that, so the, I mean, evolutionary speaking, this is how they believe the concept derived was basically like, like any other animal or most mammals, at least the release of norepinephrine and adrenaline and all these processes, um, are caused to help save you. Like they mm. fucking make you move when you need to move. Like that is the most motivating th thing chemically as well as experientially. So how they figure like once humans at whatever, you know, whether it was Neanderthal or Atholopithecus or any of this, uh, at some point, uh, sapiens had to develop the ability f to project into the future. Like, uh, like spear hunting is a perfect example. Like, Oh, the mammoth is there. And as it runs forward, it's going to be there. So if I release my projectile, they'll meet at the same time. That simple exercise is the same thing to go, Oh, I'm alive right now. I'm self-aware. I'm conscious, like mm. one of the few sentient beings that can, you know, it adhere or at least acknowledge consciousness. Therefore, uh oh, one day I might, my, my life is the spear and it just ended and I recognize that that's death. That causes the same, that's a fear reaction, causes the same reaction as a rabbit running from a coyote in the moment. So we have to, the idea is that that's where religious practice came from, that that's where mythology came from, is where we're like, wait, 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 no, there's going to be something huh. after this. Okay, the anxiety comes down. Okay, I'm not thinking about that. And you notice the same thing today when people are like, la -li da la la I'm just going through life, doing the thing. You're like, well, what's good? Oh, I just think there's going to be something special after, you know? Like, I'm not worried about it. My nana's there, whatever the fuck. They're just masking a, a potential pain. Anxiety is pain. And therefore, like, I'm not, I wouldn't talk down to them. That That's their way of dealing with it. I didn't have that option. Like I said, we don't have many options genetically. I don't think it was... I think it was genetically predisposed that I'm, you know, a fucking militant atheist or whatever you want to describe <laughs> yeah. me. I don't, I don't think I made that choice. I think it was in reaction to anxiety and death. I went down this road. And so from a young age, I've been so, obsessed. So question about that mm. as a religious fellow, yeah. I don't feel like I operate from a place of fear about what comes next. No, because there's nothing. Well, it's not the end. For you. But to me, it's not a story of, oh, I can't really process. It's like, hey, if it's just a, a nothingless void, cool. <laughs> you know, it's so you're, but you're, that's Pascal's wager. So Pascal's wager would wager like, look, if it either is or it isn't. So why don't you bet that it is? And that way, if you're wrong, it isn't and nobody's out anything. And I would wager the exact opposite. Mm. Just deal with the whole, you know, hey, you didn't give me enough proof. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> You're describing my father. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> Michael and I would agree on a lot of things on this subject. And I think this is a, a subject that's deep enough that we could probably expand a whole hell of a lot more. Um, but I don't know how relevant it is to, to no, it's just for the anxiety, like the anxiety yeah. part. Yeah. And it, because that's a motivating thing. I did have a question for you. Uh, I was actually watching, um, blue planet with my oh, kids nice. last yeah. night, which is amazing. The yep. locust episode. Fuck, there wasn't. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But uh, one of the things that it had was this little fish that was just a, a reef-dwelling fish mm -hmm. that had the ability to map 
trajectory on a mm-hmm. bird flying and catch it uh, like basically fly essentially out of the water and catch this bird. Mm-hmm. So my question would be like, do you think that fish has self-awareness? Is, is the, well, so it might, that, um, that just means projection. The next step would be self-awareness. Okay. okay. So, so in that, that, they're that, almost there. That brings up an even fucking fuzzier <laughs> subject is when we're just talking about consciousness, like what, yeah. what's the difference? Because there is, and, and this is where I'm, but the funny thing is mm-hmm. we were talking about motivation. I know. I'm just thinking going, <laughs> how do we tie this one back in again? Well, I, well, Motivation. No. Oh no! I no, bookmarked it. Was, it. Oh, anxiety. Yeah. Oh and then no! We I went yeah. off on the loop, and no, then he I, went. Yeah. I know you can tie this back. In. I just <laughs> wanted to sort of put up that road sign to say, "Hey, steer back towards." No, that. It, I, I mean, uh, you officially swam until you couldn't swim anymore. Now you have to make it back well, to shore. Let's one be of the ways I can still swim way uh, deeper. True. Yeah. <laughs> true. I was thinking they just won't be when, when you were anyway. talking about Neanderthals. I there's this book called Drive um, from Pink. What's his name? Uh, Daniel Pink, uh, and he talks about motivation and how it's changed over time. And initially, it was like breed, survive, breed, survive, mm-hmm. breed, survive. That was the, the initial motivation, and then it changed as as times progressed. And this this I think is all relative. Breed succeed is mm-hmm. what it is now. Breed <laughs> succeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, fuck. I need to buy a domain name tonight. <laughs> yes. oh. Breedsucceed.com. Don't, don't me? Breed, don't, yeah. Yeah, or is that a dot US like a dot us? I believe that's an organization. I, and maybe, maybe that's incorrect to bring up because he's talking about essentially how to motivate people, not how people are like intrinsically motivated. So I think that's a big difference there. Um, so let's turn it that way of, because I think that's a kind of a fascinating thing is to, I mean, and Michael and I have confronted this, um, in on certainly on movie jobs or anytime training some people in the gym. Mm. Um, I imagine that Ross has, you know, the same thing. You've got a company, you got people working for you and, and you want them to, uh, develop the sense of sort of urgency and commitment and you know put on their big boy pants yeah exactly so and then and and paul you see it all the time certainly here and maybe on the job like okay if i'm if i'm in a position where i need to where i need to motivate someone else what you know you become well some people might say an anthropologist i'd say a (laughs) sociopath um (laughs) about like identifying okay this person is going to be highly motivated by shame. All right. You fucking get Stick. naked and yeah. start lifting weights. Barbies. I mean, keep the jock strap. Naked that's fine. Barbies. But, um, <laughs> but if you don't, you know, if, if shame motivates you and you don't want people to see the condition that you're in and that you're, you know, maybe, maybe that would be good. And, um, a fine motivator or, or maybe they are motivated by, you know, being in the com- company of someone who's slightly more capable than, than they are or, you know, whatever it is. But I, th- I think that's a, um, a, an equally interesting topic. But, but I, you're touching on something that's really interesting with, um, in terms of, you mentioned the, you know, breed succeed or, or like made it like that was, that was the intrinsic, that is the animal motivation and it mm. is internal. It's an internal driver and it's just an evolved process. It's chemical, like highly chemical. Like, but people make a differentiation about things that are internal drivers and things that are external. And what he's talking about is internal genetic drivers. Like, does somebody respond to shame? What do they mm. fear? What are they like? 
we're not talking about like, do they want to look good? We're talking about like, no, what makes this person feel terrible? Because the negative loops are usually what cause change. That, that's what shifts people's motivation is getting a negative reaction works faster than a positive. So do you think you're, are you driving people towards motivation through that shame or whatever, whatever that motivation is required? Or are you inspiring them towards so, self-mastery? I think it's relevant to the person you're trying to learn, like to Mark's mm-hmm. point is like what that individual is motivated, motivated by. Mm-hmm. Like, is it shame or, or is it, is it a, a carrot and stick or mm-hmm. is it autonomy? Like what, what is it that, that motivates that person? And I think you have to find the Go, I was going to say primal, but then I'm almost punched myself in the face. <laughs> I was just going to say I'll stick all the time. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I was going to say because it's the negative feedback loop. Yeah. And very few people, like we come up with this on movies because you're like, oh, well, if I made what an actor made, I would be so jacked. And you're like, Mm-mm. not true at all. Like the, the money is 100%. You become soft. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you needed somebody with a stick because you're incapable because the stick is now up your ass. Well, so that and that becomes a fucked up thing about like when people talk about motivation, why I usually don't take it serious is because they think like, oh, if I only had that thing dangling in front of me, I would act like the like stupid human being that I am doing the trick for the treat. And we look at it as like, no, let's get this person to respond like they naturally would without any thought. And that has to do with generally negative feedback. Like, I think if more people could get to the bedrock mm-hmm. that, to push off of, which <laughs> then, then, then there would be more success. I've I do. hit rock bottom. But like, look, for me, you know, Paul's question on what motivates mm-hmm. is it, motivation is not an aspirational thing. For me personally, motivation is almost like finding that bedrock to launch from, hmm. you know, um, <clears throat> because I've had multiple times in my life where I've had to start again and there's nobody to turn to and no shoulders to cry on. And it's like, hey, shit, it's just me. Let's go, you know, and. But that's a, that's almost a, sur- I would say that's sort of a survival thing. That's like a, well, the uh, water has risen. <laughs> I, I need to get up there with it. You know, I need to be the boat or whatever bullshit thing. But it seems to me like, okay, I have to start over. Well, there's no need for any kind of artificial motivation in that regard because you're fucking drowning. Yeah. So <laughs> water in the lungs. Yeah. Is a in, highly motivational yeah. sort of yep. experience. And so maybe that's a confrontation with mortality or, or, you know, yeah, I don't want to be in, the condition where I will, this naturally leads to if I don't start working harder right now or getting, you know, being smarter about it or organizing, you know, certain things like, like almost kind of sitting back here and thinking about motive. Yeah. I only think about motivation in terms of clients that we train Hmm. or Mm -hmm. whatever. I don't think about it myself because I don't fucking need it. Like I don't, there's not like an artificial construct and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with death. It's just, look, I, I am doing these things. I am driven somehow for some reason. And it could be, I'll show you, it could be, you know, yeah, yeah, prove my dad wrong. Yeah. You know, whatever, like pop psych bullshit stuff, but it's just like, okay, if I can, if I can do this thing, I'm going to do it. And I mean, if I can do it and it interests me, then I'm going to do it well. And I'm going to do it to the point I'm going to make myself however uncomfortable it takes in order to, you know, learn how to do it well and do it and, and, and keep doing it. And I don't know. I, I think it's habit forming. 
I think once it's like, hey, everybody needs to be in the crucible, you know, to know what it feels like to get out of it and then go, hey, I'm going to do it again. It's almost addictive. Like I get pissed off when there's not some degree of chaos or problems that need to be solved, you know, because I'm just like, what am I doing? You know, going to Wendy's. Well, people ask bad, bad decision. People, people How ask. How very dare you? They assume. How very dare you? <laughs> I, I didn't say. I, I was talking about Wendy's um, across the street at Trails. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what you'd rather yeah. admit to. Yeah. Eating at I Trails. Would you? Bad decision. How very dare you? <laughs> no, well, I, I'm sorry. We need to go back to that because yeah, you know there was a great album from late '91, early '92. <laughs> Can't remember exactly. Uh, <laughs> Had that track on it. Smells like Teen Spirit. I think smells like bad decisions. <laughs> is the new? <laughs> it should be the. the it smells you know, like bad decisions in here. Should yeah. be yeah. It should be the 2017 I, version. Of that. Real quick, I, I've got a the specific question for you, Mark. Uh, and, and one of the things that has inspired me was your writing, and it's been very inspiring to me. I mean, it's it's it literally like quote unquote changed my perspective on a lot of things, and. Um, one of the questions I, I had and, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this was like, what inspired you to write? And even like something as specific as like, what, if you can remember, like what inspired you to write like twitching? Cause I remember reading that. I probably have read that fucking article more times than I'd like to admit. And I, I would just like to know like where that came from. What was the motivation? Feels for the like a trick still. <laughs> yeah, I know. I still feel like I'm getting tricked. Um, the Tony maybe Robbins. It is. Okay, yeah, before, maybe this yeah. is one big just, trick. Just hold that thought for okay. one second. Cause Somebody's on name cheap. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I can go with breedsucceed.com. Got oh. that one. I got that one all lined up. Um, but maybe it's breedsucceed.life. Oh. Does that seem like a little bit more appropriate? Or we could go down. Um, so is that called fitness meeting? Is that what that is? <laughs> uh, breedsucceed.group, breedsucceed.solutions. <laughs> this does sound like a weekend seminar that would be really expensive and that a large, giant-handed man would show up and pump and, his fist in the air. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my. Does he have big T's, too? Oh, yeah. Okay, I think, yeah. I, I think I've... He has gigantism in facial features. I'm, I think I'm going to, I think I go with breed succeed dot solutions. Is that <laughs> you're, pro, you're problem from, solving from, from a technical perspective? Oh, yeah. Ross, is I that, think, is I that, think that's is a that, good show. Is that going to be okay? I think that's a good show. All right. Into the cart. Nice. Now I got to take a note so that later when I have to fucking, <laughs> you know, that you own that breed, one. It, well, no, that when, no. When I have to, do you put all these on automatic it. renewal? Not all. I just learned how Not to do all. that, by the way. <laughs> the good ones. The, just good, the good ones. Good one. It's like yeah. you like you like to waste a couple of grand and then realize, then like have that internal audit of, do I really need it? Who this am is. I? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why did I buy this breed succeed dot others? See, see that's why I married that's Christina. Definitely. She's like 5'11". Mm-hmm. I thought I want to give my kids like a, a good head start in their sporting careers. Breed succeed dot solutions. That's how it works, right? Pretty much. Yeah. And I have a five-year-old that's the size of an eight-year-old, so we're good. So, (laughs) okay, pay now. (laughs) That's just, you know, story of my life. But it was only 388. Oh, value. 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 That might be a special. It's probably going to go up to 89.95 next year, but (laughs) I will have used it for 
it will have served its purpose by that point. Hopefully so. I feel like that website should just be a list of like kids who have inherited more than $50 million. (laughs) (laughs) Mark's taking a note. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. And you just redact. In which case, like think, think, let's use that. What would motivate that person? But something does like, you have all the money in the world. You have, you know, uh, logically all the stuff. Well, then what are you, what, what are you, because that happens. People do get motivated. Even money's out of the factor. And that's usually what people assign most motivation, at least temporary. Um, if that's not a factor anymore, then what, what is driving some people? And a lot of it has to do, you know, um, with immortality. But one of the things that, that popped into my head when we were talking about like surviving, I think a lot of us have a, a skewed perspective on that because a lot of us are just trying, like if you're motivated to survive, uh, most of us like in this area, like we're not, we have no idea. Yeah. There's you're not surviving. Not the only else, fucking yeah. thing you're surviving is your current like living bad structure. decisions like you you know <laughs> the mortgage no people the, the exactly payment. yeah it's all the decisions that you make. surviving your current lifestyle that's all the, the, the dishwasher broke and they'll have a meltdown like they're surviving like the, the, the people and me included like we have no idea what it's like to be in survival mode and very few people alive on this side of the world even can fathom that and so when we're talking like you would think like some people say yeah i'm just trying to survive or i'm just trying to like build an empire or whatever the other fucking egomaniac bullshit that gets said is I think about it in terms of like most people, um, they, uh, and this came up with Brandon the other day cause he, um, he read some of the magazine, um, zine, sorry, the <laughs> raised <laughs> and, eyebrow. <laughs> and then he listened to some of the podcasts and his, his thing was like, I can't believe you guys get like scared about, or like you fear, a failure or like you failed a bunch of things or he was talking about he was about, hanging off the side of a mountain for well, 20 no, years no 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 that well, uh, he couldn't believe that mark had like a you know a fear of heights because he, he puts he thinks in his head that other people have a different head and they just don't deal with the same pain or the same demotivating demotivating factors that are going on i have the fear every time i walk in here at wendy's you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the fear of judgment. <laughs> but but the goes, assumption, like, but guys. <laughs> but the assumption is that we always think like, oh, it must not hurt that person, or oh, that person must just be motivated. And people Super say confident and yeah. like walking through life like a stud. And yeah. in the gym, like, oh, you're already in shape. Why do you have to work out? Like, wait, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, or it's all right for you. So that's the ignorant person. It's all right for you. But then there's a the person that even knows that thinks like, well, what does motivate me to continue to do this thing? Because I'm not a piece of shit necessarily, but I'm also not even close to where I can be if I wanted to be motivated to do something. You're so. not Maximus Prime yet. <laughs> I would never be Maximus anything. <laughs> uh, Minimus? I'll be. That's a, that's a shoe. You, you it have, is my right? favorite shoe. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice shoe. Um, uh, Twitching? I, yeah, I, it was successfully evaded that up until now. Look, guys, look at look, look his domain name. <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious. I mean, I can give it a flippant answer now. I mean, there, there's certainly some more examination to it, but um, having come from 
you know, spent the better part of a decade in the Alps, full time, five years living that lifestyle, climbing by myself a lot. I had a certain set of values about what was important and what wasn't coming down from the mountains usually was kind of an important thing. And, and, and the experiences that I had there rendered a lot of things in my life trivial and, um, because they just, they weren't important. Like, I don't, I don't care about these things, the dishwasher fucking breaking, whatever. Yeah. Like that's, that, that is irrelevant to my, you know, the, the majority of my experience at that time. So when I left, um, France and I ended up, I, I, I first came to, to Salt Lake here, but then, um, twitching was written, uh, shortly after I moved to Boulder, Colorado and I could probably, if anybody has read Twitching, and then probably everyone listening. I'm not to this familiar podcast. with that. Can you explain? <laughs> yeah, okay, so, <laughs> could, could you read so, that for us? Yeah, I, <laughs> From memory, I, I have thought about that, but you know, trying to read it and the way that it was written, hmm. not possible. I've tried, um, but so if okay, if you know what Twitching is and you know basically you know, have a, a, a stereotyped idea about Boulder, Colorado. I should not need to say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, you say it, putting it, putting it in context, you're like, Oh, cool. And I, it, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, in a sense that was, you know, that was part of it. Um, so there was a magazine being published in Boulder at that time called gravity. The, um, the main editor there was a guy named Neil Feynman and, um, and he was probably one of the best editors I have ever worked with as a writer. Super cool guy. Um, but And then Will Gadd was also there. And Will is, I mean, he's still climbing hard to this day. He's, I, I don't know how many sort of, um, I mean, he's, uh, if, if you, you know, get on the Red Bull TV and you see some crazy fucking person climbing Niagara Falls as it's frozen um, a couple of years ago, that'd be Will. Uh you know, all kinds of, um, you know, crazy. He had the, he had the I think, the, the horizontal distance paragliding record um, for a long time back in the day. I think he, he actually did a thing where he flew um, across the U.S. with a paraglider. Whoa. I mean, he's, he's Jeez. like, he's an incredibly, he's an incredibly intelligent, physically gifted, un, I mean, relentlessly motivated guy who just happened to be somehow associated with um, the, the Gravity magazine at the time. And so he called and found out I was in Boulder and um, he was living there and he just said, Hey, I, I want you to write like the quintessentially twite attitude about shit that you have no respect for essentially. <laughs> um, or, you know, and whether that's, you know, stuff that you see outside of you or stuff that you see in yourself, whatever, whatever it is. And, uh, I had, I was living in Boulder. I was no longer, I was trying to quit climbing. I might have already said I had done so and had chosen to try and earn a living as a professional photographer. Hmm. And, um, I was still, you know, writing and doing my thing and, um, going to the gym a little bit. I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't know. And so, so Will just like wound me up and pointed me in a direction. And I, th and you I basically, I think I wrote that thing in one sitting. Um, at, I mean, it just like came out. There was a fair amount of editing that, um, Neil, you know, walked me through afterwards. Like, okay, this is, this is good, but you just said the same thing in the, you know, two paragraphs prior. So let's not, let, let's tighten this thing up until, it's like a 
punch to the solar plexus. And so, you know, working with him, we tightened and tightened and tightened and it became that thing. And it was published in Gravity in 1999. And I still marvel today that some people, like every now and then I'll get an email or some kind of contact out of the blue, like, man, that I read that thing, it changed my life. Or I just read that thing. Holy now I don't know what I'm going to do with my life or, <laughs> or it's a sobering reminder. Yeah. And, and it's just a, you know, in, in a sense it's, it's, you know, what we've been talking about lately is, you know, confrontation with self. And yeah. I just happened to, you know, maybe turn it outwards a little bit, but all of those things that were, um, th that I was, uh, mocking, um, <laughs> Uh, castigating people for doing or whatever, every single one of those pieces that the, the, the individual pieces in there that I was attacking were things that had been, that I had done or were within me at that time. And if, and, and that's what the whole thing has always been about for me is just like, okay, I question, I attack, I question, I attack. And that could be you, but it's most likely been me first. Yeah. And, um, and I fucking hated mountain biking at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the original thing. I think it, I think the, 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 the nice version of the article, um, as it is now, because I had to kind of rewrite it to tone it down for, or to just to say something I, again. Plus I didn't really know. I think, I, I think my, my reference is like, I don't give a fuck what your time on the, or I don't care about your fast time on the, and probably says the white rim trail or something like that now. But the original article was, I don't care about your fast time on the porcupine butt fuck trail. <laughs> Whatever that was. I don't know. Some, some mountain bike trail in Moab, I imagined, must exist. because <laughs> And there's probably lots of porcupines. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, big, big Cottonwood Canyon. Then you stop for a drink afterwards. Down and the, the porcupine butt fuck. And... and, and <laughs> And the burgers I'm, aren't as good as, you know, people say. The they're nachos, really not. Nachos. Those nachos. I was going to say they're not as good as people say. The nachos aren't? Yeah, I don't think so. Because oh. you could just go down the street to Lone Star. Lo Lone Star Nailed it. Mic like, drop. Yeah. Done. No discussion about food anymore. If you stop at Porcupine, when Lone Star is open, no, you made it really big. Hang mistake. on. The nachos at Porcupine are awesome after you've had a pitcher of beer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Before? Yeah. And, and because at that point, if you drank a pitcher, you can no longer drive to Lone Star. So <laughs> you got to stay there. You're committed. Try and you, you it up. have to eat a porcupine <laughs> at that point. Fair enough. Or cotton bottom. Like, yeah, if you're going to get a garlic hamburger. burger. Yeah, the garlic burger, yeah. cotton bottom. Yeah. bean. What? It's in your hood. Is it? Yeah. Cotton it's over bottom? right by XL. Yeah, 62nd. It's not my hood. What? I just go there to the gym. Oh. Yeah, I guess that's where I always see it, so I call it yeah. good. That, 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 that's, our, that's our family outing on a Saturday. <laughs> so it's like I've got an $80 a month membership, so I can spend four hours out the, out and the month. if you're at Excel working out, the taco time is way closer. <laughs> never, I've never been to a taco time either. Crisp. That's a really burrito. good one. Yeah. I mean, especially a much better version of the franchise than any other taco time I've ever okay. visited. And how does it compare to Taco Hell? Um... Well, actually, I, I take that back. Okay. <laughs> the best taco time in the world is in Rock Springs, Wyoming. Only you, because that's, that's the five only hours and one tank of gas away from Boulder on your way to Salt Lake. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you're super fucking hungry. It's like the gateway. You're out of gas. The Sinclair is right there. The taco time is just behind. 
Perfect. It's a natural marriage. Obviously. Getting gas that's taken out of the ground, below the air I am specifically polluting at the time, (laughs) and eating. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm motivated by a crisp bean burrito. Are you? Oh, that's what, that's why you work out. So you can consume so many, like no, five crispy. That, that's Aaron for sure. She, she trains to, and she admits that. Oh yeah. Fuck. Why, why did you, uh, why, why, why did you marry your wife? <laughs> Fuck man. <laughs> why, why did you let this happen? No, 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 no. Right, we're going to keep it specific. Not talking about why like, did why you married you? your wife? Yeah. Uh, but like, why did you want to, and why did you pick up bike riding? Oh, because um, you, I mean, I can on it. I can oh, tell fuck. that you put that up on like, <laughs> it's definitely up on a pedestal. Because, because I read twitching and, <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw that Mark Twight was riding a bike and I wondered what's that feel like. Yeah. And then, so as a experiment, I purchased a bike and I went for like, okay, this I, totally feels like a setup now. <laughs> oh, don't I, look I, at me. I, I had I, nothing I, to do with this. He I specifically know. kept me out of the topic ring. So and I, I just ordered a bike today. Oh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> look at you no, guys. No legit rule. All bike, you fucking pedal like pushers just, in here. Just, uh, you so, know, so what, yeah. And then, okay. So what the, the motivation to get to a, a bike was eh, arbitrary. Like it wasn't a real, I just want, I was motivated out of curiosity. Hmm. What kept me on a bike was, um, fear of not being able to like be good at something because I was not good at it. (laughs) And then, but why didn't, why didn't you choose? Like if, 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 if being good at the thing is important, then why did you not choose something else? Once you had determined that you were not <laughs> good something at something you, you're more thing, suited like, for. Because if you're good right out of the get-go, that's also unmotivated. Oh, yeah. Okay. It feels like, oh, Got I can it. already do this thing. So yeah. then I don't do it. So I like to find things that I'm not good at, and then I can get okay at that. Okay, so this must have been back in the days before social media. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, right now, if you're good right out of the gate, then you just fucking roll with it because <laughs> you look awesome. Well, I've seen guys that are... IGs. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I raced... Uh, I think his name was Nate. He went from a Cat 5 when I was a Cat 3. He went from Cat 5. He was in two Cat 3 races exactly that I raced with him in. And then he was onto the 2s and then into the 1s. And then he rode uh, professionally, at least nationally. And I watched him like, okay, that's what the real thing looks like. He just flies past you. And it turns out he was a bike messenger in San Francisco. So he had a lot of fucking reps decent, before he started. Base. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sprinting up hills on a fixed gear. Yeah. We'll get you there. Um, but I would have to say, like, then that comes to my third motivation, right? which is spite, because fuck that guy. I'm going <laughs> to try to beat him. I can't. He won. Yeah. <laughs> but you're going to try. But you want to oh, yeah. Like originally when you see people that good, you reevaluate. You're like, wait, what am I doing wrong? What like, how's this guy so good? And that's one of the weird things uh, like of motivation is like sometimes we think like, oh, I'm training. I'm getting stronger. I'm doing this stuff until you meet the guy that's really doing it. And why is that a motivation or a demotivator? So hmm. some people will see that be like, oh, I quit. Because fuck that guy. Yeah, Other people person, are like, right? yeah, they, you know, grind down and fucking get after it. You're like, well, what's the difference? Like, I, I don't know what the difference is other than I don't want to be a piece of shit. Like, I don't want to be somebody who just sucks at everything. That needs to be a t-shirt because that's kind of like your tagline. I don't want to be a piece of shit. Like, and that, <laughs> that's like a good t-shirt. Is that inspiration or motivation? 
I don't know. Demotivation. I was going to say that's a demotivation <laughs> no, t-shirt. Which, <laughs> An uninspiration. An uninspiration. That could be there. Yeah, there should be a line of demotivating Fuck. things. And this is like. I so, wonder if uninspired.com is available. Uninspired.me. <laughs> Grab that motherfucker. <laughs> that is a boot. I just have a picture of a 35 year old in the basement of their parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> in his command center, surrounded by like <laughs> video Nintendo. game, yeah. game monitors and was it Nintendo and Mountain Dew. So here's so that we all okay, the comic book guy off of The Simpsons that was like basically what turned into the video game nerd today. I will tell you though that the that's like not an accurate depiction of what these people are actually like. Because I know a lot of gaming nerds and they are highly functioning human beings most times and they Oh, generally more so than yeah, well, than most. I was like, my, my no, 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 highly functional, except they just don't leave the house. So, <laughs> so let's go back to Christina's description or yeah. description of Michael. Yeah. He's oh, okay. really highly socialized for being that smart. Uh, see, then I tricked her because she thinks that I'm are, smart. <laughs> hey, use all these big words. When you consistently use words over eight so, letters long, dude, you're smart. $11 words. I just bought a lot of them. <laughs> Love it. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, the, so the gaming thing of saying like, oh, they're just, you know, yeah, they spend a lot of time gaming. But some of the most intelligent people I know are like avid gamers. And most of the time they're just not present. And the only way they can get out of their head is to play a video game. I was at... Um, with a prospective client today that um, company's called Game Tyrant. Mm. They've got Geek Tyrant, which is their main thing, but they've just put together this retarded, and I mean retarded, like they know gaming what, center. They know what Tyrant means, don't they? They do. They do. Um, but those people you're describing, mm. I was with all of them today, like incredibly... Like they're doing complicated math calculations uh-huh. on how to better improve by points of a percent yeah. in the ranking and scoring systems. And yeah. I'm like on the fly. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, I mean, it's like this and the people that come in and this is how we do it. And I'm like, so, so people refer to these people as unmotivated and that's just, no, oh, no you just don't yeah. understand the motivation. Different motivators. Yeah. And some of it is thinking some, I mean, cause if you're playing, a uh, multiplayer online, whatever, MMORG, what is it? Yeah, whatever. Multiplayer, whatever the fuck the term is. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're playing something like WoW or one of these games, like you have to understand that this is a simulation of one of the hardest things to think and act through, even though you're not using your body. Like the, the competition involved in that, if you don't understand how high level it is, like you don't understand human nature, which is to no matter the fucking scenario, you want to fuck people up. Now I've just given you a battle axe and a virtual <laughs> system in which to do it. You're going to go at it full force. See, now, I, like, now, I like how, but the, I don't even know how the gaming thing got brought up. You guys just social, like put people in a, a you gave them an identity mm-hmm. when we, we talked about the 35 year old in the parents' basement and automatically assumed that they are a gamer. I was actually just speaking of a specific individual. (laughs) (laughs) Like I just went to, I mean, when I said command center, that was referring to a specific individual, um, does not live in this country. However, does speak English. Nice. Mm. I, uh, there is the downside of it too, which is total waste of skin. And that's how they entertain themselves. Um, Uh, and, and if we wanted to just go back to, you know, those individuals being uninspired, Mm. 
I don't know if that was a thing, but um, funnily enough, Michael, uninspired.me is not available. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Okay, someday I'm going to go to the address. <laughs> uninspired.life <laughs> is mine for the asking oh, or paying. That, I don't have to pay much for yeah, it. I think that's even better. Um, yeah. The uninspired. You know, funnily life. enough, uninspired salute dot solutions <laughs> is available. No, so people would question, wait, are you going to fix my inspiration? Um, uninspired dot space. <laughs> but guess, I, guess who owns uninspired dot me? A photographer. <laughs> oh, shit. So this is what, so you just saw that the domain was available. I was wondering who the fuck bought that? And I hope they put up a website. So they've re- redirected it to uninspiredme.wordpress.com, but uninspired.me. So let's see who they are. But yeah, it's a, it looks like a photography blog. Well, I, I'm I, I gotta get life now. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking, that is, <laughs> and it's just gonna be another photo gallery or a photo website, just journaling all the pictures that are complete bullshit. The the pictures I accidentally take with my cell phone when I sit on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> thoughts, and, thoughts and sights from the places I've been and the things that catch my eye or imagination. Buen provecho. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Right. When he's on ProVigil? Yeah. Is that what? You- <laughs> I think so. Okay. Whoa. That got real. Drug use to help enhance performance in camera. Oh. What is your motivation? Drugs. Drugs, drugs, drugs motivate drugs. me. Yeah. So it depends on the drug, I guess, what you're talking about. <laughs> Some people need it. Some people rely on it. Ketamine? <laughs> yeah. K-hole? Uh, Adderall? What are- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Adderall's rough. So you bought a bike. Yeah. What motivated you? Yeah. Why'd you buy a bike? Um, because my working out and my fitnessing is lacking. So I mm. figured I should cycle to the office and oh. back again. So ah. at least I'll get some miles in. I like that. Cause I, yeah, I haven't seen you in here. Yeah. So mm. it's, uh, it's more the days that I don't have to drop Rory off. I'll just cycle in and back. And at least I'm getting some miles under my belt and not feeling like a, a, a waste of skin, mm. you know? So did you buy a fixed gear? No, I'm not that, but I'm not going up 30 thirds on a fixed gear. Oh, <laughs> Hell no. The right gearing, it's fine. Yeah. I don't and, know. And, and, if, you're, right and, if, you're, and if you're trying to get, you know, your exercise on. <laughs> if I'm trying to get thick. <laughs> well, thick. people think, people think I've developed legs from squatting or that that somehow makes me strong. It has, it is all so, so I, cycling. Um, when I was at university, I <clears> just commuted by bike through from one side of Glasgow mm-hmm. to the other and it is ridiculous how much you take for granted like the strength in your legs and the stamina it's like yeah mm-hmm. I'm just going to cycle out to my mum's house how far is that it's like 18 miles each way it's not a big deal you know <laughs> you must love your mum I do love my mum your okay. mum I do love my mum <laughs> yeah. guess what I, 18 miles is a hell of a lot closer than the 5,000 that I stay <laughs> between us these days so yeah. well people will wonder why we structure training the way we do and it's mostly because if you've ever been a fi- in a fixed gear in London <laughs> you understand how fucking unfit you are when you try to sprint the bridge to not get hit by a fucking bus and then you get out the other side and you have to continue to pedal and you're like oh this is why eight by 2010 doesn't fucking work is because eventually yeah. I have to be able to continue. I had a 20, go. I had a 21 speed Ridgeback storm, you know, which okay. with the hybrid, uh, hybrid wheels on it, that got me out of a lot of 
potential bus conflicts. Nice. <laughs> I got I I got nothing. I I mean I don't know. I mean I, we could talk about urban combat bike riding if you want. <laughs> as, a mean, motivation. Not, as, as a motivation. As a motivation. And how many times? Oh, that that comes back to not dying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, oh yeah. But time, but yeah. but not dying also while simultaneously attempting to fulfill a personal objective of some kind, mm-hmm. which. I don't know. I've written is to try like, dying. Yeah. Is to actually, <laughs> I had this at some point back when I had a motorcycle, I had written, I think in Sharpie on top of the gas tank, just as a reminder, it said, die trying. <laughs> and, 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 you know, some people would see it and they'd be like, wow, that's, huh, that's what does that mean? <laughs> and I'm like, well, depends on your outlook. You know, because I'm thinking, I'm looking at you. I think that you're a fairly positive person. So to you, I'm going to say that it means die trying not to. <laughs> like, try to stay alive as long as you fucking can. But, ah, you're dead. Okay. Or if you know it's head, if it's coming, just crank it that little bit more. For me, it's yeah. not even, I don't even have to know it's coming. I'm dying. I'm going to die trying to die, yeah. which is why I have a motorcycle in the first place. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and if, it, and if it all goes well, I will be solely responsible for the outcome because the last thing that you want to have happen either on a bicycle or a motorcycle is for some ignorant person texting on their phone mm. to make you a stain. Yeah. Like I'd hate to just and, hand over. And that. also you're an overachiever because you want to die with a sense of achievement knowing you've accomplished your goal. Oh, abs- absolutely. <laughs> I'm just like, going out on a high note. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I'm highly motivated. Yeah. 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 Inspiration. And some might say that, you know, if I was, if I was truly motivated by the um, scrutiny of others that, if I was going to die trying to die on a motorcycle, well, I'd have, it'd be sort of like sunset, Grand Canyon overlook, panniers packed with like explosives and magnesium and, <laughs> and just fucking launch it over the canyon, press that button. So I just become like this gigantic blinding white light that falls into the river and probably kills a bunch of fish or some shit. And that would be a horrible, horrible environmental statement to make. But um, not to mention that there's a, motorcycle with gasoline and oil in the river as well but <laughs> the biker terrorist version of Thelma and Louise a little bit you know and just and then I just would think about that as I'm on the you know just about to press that button and thinking like I'm gonna scar these people who are watching forever <laughs> sploosh Boom. so I think in your will it needs to be mandated that your obituary has something to the to the to the likes of even in death, Mark was very motivated. <laughs> His death was like a beacon I, to yeah. the to mankind. Even in death, Mark was a perfectionist. I, I, I'm, you know, the problem is though that that you start like manufacturing all these like glorious ways out or whatever. And this is I'm going to go like this. I'm going to I'm going to be at the peak of my power, and I'm going to kill myself just like the you know says in. Um, is it the Hagakur? You know, you die when it's when you're at the peak of your powers instead of when you're like at rock bottom. Can't remember. Is it that book or one of the others? I can't remember. But Hagakur, yeah. Um, so I'm just thinking, like, you set this whole thing up and then you die from some fucking parasite. You, that, you know, that I personally contracted while climbing in the third oh, world country. Um, from, from you know, steak abuse 25 years ago or something like that. It's just like been dormant forever, and then you know, it just gets the right amount of I don't you know some kind of nourishment and it just comes back to life and like 
flesh-eating virus. You mean you talked yourself into being this great being and you identified the peak of your power and then something like toxic megacolon kills you and that would be a bad existence? <laughs> yeah, you're right. That would suck. No, that's not That's not strong enough to kill <laughs> kill the man. No, it requires something it, special. It's like, it's like tremors might, of the colon. That might make a, an, a, that particular individual, you know, because he is such a powerful, powerful person, you know, toxic megacolon, some fucked up bacteria, you know, that might make, might make him lose some weight. You know, he might just like shed 30 pounds to lose his fucking identity, but it wouldn't kill him. Mark, I'm sitting right here. You don't need to talk about me that way. <laughs> do you, do you Ross, think- you were never that big. <sighs> See, crushed. Yeah. Crushed. Yeah. Hashtag okay, wait a minute. Crushed. I'm, now, I'm, now feeling, I'm feeling a tingle. Is that motivation? Is that shame? <gasps> that's No, that's, that, yeah, that's motivation. That's You're motivated. Okay, think about, no, think that's about the baconator. Just, guys, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be back. I'm going to do the whole trinity. Feeling. Let me put the words in your mouth for okay, you. Okay. I'll show you. Oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> give me. Get, what did you say? Six weeks? Is that the optimal time? No, to, tw- to uh, show to show you. I, I don't know. I think Michael said twelve, 12 for a sorry. six pack. Six pack. And I said you could have the six pack tonight. That I could have the six pack tonight. But if you want to make it six weeks for a six pack, well, I'm bulking. I'm not cutting, right? I, so per, per, kind of as a, a life statement, or. Well, based on my dinner the tonight, I'm, I'm bulking, not cutting. <laughs> perpetual bulking. Hey, well, I don't know. If, no, no, no. Because what, what is the calorie count for that? For my soul meal of the day, what do we think? See, that's what I'm th- like. It doesn't matter if if it doesn't matter what you eat, if you only eat within the specific w- timing window, and that timing window is short. And apparently, oh, I saw you, especially in the winter. I saw you hit that, like that went down in about twenty minutes. So your your fast is like. 23 hours and 40 minutes <laughs> off and then 20 minutes to eat as much as you possibly hey, can. Good, I, I did hydrate co- constantly throughout the day. So, <laughs> so does that, um, my water intake protocol, is that? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> That's a hydration. Oh, sorry, hydration. Yeah, 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 yeah. hydration. Use yeah. the big words, man. Big words. <laughs> Look, my, we have my, to sell this shit, Ross. Oh, okay. We need no. words and verbiage that people think is sciencey. Yeah, at the very least. and, and that they themselves find motivating. Hydrationprotocol.com, <laughs> oh. is that is that available? Certainly, most certainly not available. Because having been taken by the individual who sort of proselytizes about thirty ounce hydration no, no. protocol. Yeah, but it's waterguru.com. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Is there, well, is it not like water.guru? Because that is now a dot guru is actually a thing. What? That's stupid. What, and you're just now telling us this opens up a whole new branch oh of my we, goodness. I don't see that. Somebody owns toxicmegacolon.com. <laughs> Who the hell owns that? Well, you should. Whoever actually, has the cure for it. <laughs> so, what you should actually do is look up who owns toxiccharlatan.com. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's, I remember when that, that came. <laughs> I'm remembering a lot now. <laughs> a lot of URLs are coming to mind. Yeah, I just, I go through the list. I'm like, wow, I'm up to three pages. Name cheap. Fuck. Jesus. I got some good ones lately, though. <laughs> I couldn't, you know, we, you know, after, after a recent interaction with a. Oh, Mark, I have to stop you. Please. For the paltry price. <laughs> Of six dollars and eighty eight cents, I can be the proud owner of MarkTwite.guru. <laughs> Whoa! Ah, oh. and do you know what even be better? Because we talked about this at dinner the other night. That there's a whole new level that we just discovered. Hashtag Mark Twight. No, you, uh, dude. Like, can I do it? Please do. Let's do, do it. I just 
<laughs> but what, so, I mean, now that it's out there, I, I suck it. If you're doing somewhere else, now I got to log back in. But here's what's going to be even better. I thought it was you're going to actually set up a website, and then your email address will be mark at markdwight.guru. <laughs> that is the bet. If they got, if somebody got an email from you and was like, Mark, wait, what? Like, is he calling himself a guru? Is he a guru? <laughs> I suddenly question. Excuse me. I need to concentrate so I don't spell my name wrong. (laughs) (laughs) His thumbs are twitching, twitching with excitement at this point. And mostly it's because I don't want you to have it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm offended. Do you not trust me, Mark? We call that motivated well, by just, spite. Motiv- yeah. Okay, so let, Michael Blevins dot guru. Fear. <laughs> okay, get that. I'm getting that one. Fear and spite. Yeah. yeah. So, so who, who is it? Is it? Is that um G O O R O O? Guru. Oh, no, but we could remember be- it. <laughs> oh, okay, no, G O O R O O dot guru. <laughs> guru. 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 Wasn't that a band? I don't know. I think it was a band. Maybe it was just a French band no one ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Something passing by that you saw. See, see I'm in we the, should rename this podcast to domainspodcast.com or some shit. Domainhunter.com? Domainhunter. Me. Dot guru. I can't write as fast as you guys are fucking dropping the URLs, man. It's been recorded. So I feel inspired. <laughs> you're gonna go buy some domains and a bike. You're, oh, you're, you're got, got, got the bike. Yeah. Got the bike. So now I need to optimize how can I purchase while cycling and not dying. Well, so we missed the point that because this was a big, this was a heat session to get some questions out of Mark that he wouldn't have agreed to unless it was being recorded. But we can always flip this on Paul because we haven't heard what has motivated your path and a this gym, b yeah. firefighting, and c you know, being awesome. <laughs> How do you be no, no, awesome wait, like Paul? Wait, wait, wait. We already know that. Has to do with a mustache I was gonna say, and a pair of pit vibers. Yeah. <laughs> but do well, you feel true. lost? We did make no this longer. comment. Yeah. Man, Paul, must be nice to be a 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I, I seem to remember there being a video where it was described as you having piercing blue eyes. <laughs> That's piercing. on YouTube somewhere. Or or was it a video? The, yeah. the David Beckham of fitness? Ooh. <laughs> I, do you know what I wish? I mean, you know, I'll tell you what, his, I'm not motivated height. by any of that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 just I wish say, it would be Paul Roberts fitness dot David Beckham. <laughs> should be no, no, no. I mean, we, I, I was referring to, you know, Beckham at the height of his powers. <laughs> not in and, his, and since he's killed himself. Has he? No. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, so he didn't take the tradition. You yes. must not know. We need oh, to send him yeah. that book. Yeah. <laughs> that, that will be our new gifting. <laughs> Please, with with that particular passage under you know highlighted. <laughs> I can think of so Dude, many I th- people I don't like I think, that I could send that to. I think you've arrived, man. I yeah. You just here's you your peaked. gift. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sorry I didn't wrap it. You had, you had a you, you had a great run. In fact, this is this is this is the top. So you might as well retire. On do you top. do you ever think about that? Something like this is as good as it's gonna get. <laughs> like right now, everything from here is downhill, and I'm just gonna get more frustrated and more likely to have disdain for everything. Because I I do think about that often. <laughs> I think of like, fuck, what if the good years are over? Like, what if there's literally nothing after? And at some point, that has to be the answer. You're like, yep, 72. Fuck, I hit it. Like, that. 
71 good years. Some of them were a little bit weird, but 72 is the year that it just gets fucking depressing. Triple fentanyl lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say live vicariously through your children and grandchildren, but but you know. this is the end of a fucking legacy, Ross. If you didn't notice, oh. the Blevins name dies with me, which I'm pretty proud of. <laughs> you can adopt if you want. Yeah, but that's not. But like an adult, like adopt like a 17 year old. <laughs> so you really only have him for like a two years. Also known as an au pair. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's just in our house until he turns eighteen. Yeah. Just a foster one, child. Yeah. One year. You wow. Get. You'd you'd have a male au pair. I mean, what the fuck? Are you man? kidding? This is genius. We just found our apprentice. <laughs> we we needed an intern. You just found a way to get it for free without begging a college student. Exactly. <laughs> hey, then where'd you guys get your intern? That's my son. <laughs> Really? Like, he's half your age. Yeah. We started no, last no, year. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait. Uh, he, he, we started he's late, black. so we had to get a jump on it. <laughs> he's, yeah. Don't tell Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Paul. Dodge, dodge that bullet, Ross. Oh. Of getting the domain before he got it? Yeah. Unfortunately, there are many, many others available. <laughs> but that the, one, I'm definitely, I, I, the email address is fucking happening for sure. Nice. Mark at marktwite.guru. <laughs> I mean, that. It was, it was either going to be that or mark at that300guy.com. <laughs> no, doguru. Doguru. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, this is such a, now we're layers of URLs and fun to be had. So, so Paul, Paul. <laughs> you tried s- to dodge, you, you just tried to pull a mark. <laughs> well, I wasn't trying to dodge anything. You guys were the no, ones no, no, yeah. talking around it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that I, I, I've thought about this a lot lately uh, because I, it really became apparent what motivates me um, as of the last like mm. six months or a year or so. Um, and I, 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 I agree with you to a certain extent. I think, like I was saying, motivation for me, I I believe that that comes from within and whether that is genetics, um, I I don't think it's a hundred percent genetics, uh, but that's my own kind of opinion on it. I, I think it's a combination of genetics and, uh, your surroundings and, and what your, your upbringing was for sure. But I definitely think the motivation comes from within and what you are in like what you do has a level of that but then you also look to uh intake or like gain inspiration from your surroundings or or what you respect <clears throat> so when i when i think about motivation and the reason and, and i can link it back to uh um what i've done like throughout my whole life i've been more of a, uh, for lack of a better term, like a, like a support role. Like that, that was my, that was my kind of from whatever I was into, I was, uh, you know, whether it was hockey, I was a defenseman. If it was like fighting, I was, I was more of like a counter, um, or, or I played a stronger defense than, than attack. I, I've never necessarily been like on the, the attack. I'm, I'm more of a, a supporter or, and I mean, what drew me kind of to firefighting was, uh, like protection. I, I, it sounds kind of funny, but like that's in, in my head, when I think about it, I, I am more of a, 
Like I, I like the role of being more, if we're talking about identities, I like to protect things, not necessarily like attack if that makes sense. Mm. Um, but when I, when I think about it, I, and we, we've talked about this numerous times, but I'm definitely one of the things you touched on Blevins was, uh, like not wanting to be perceived as an ass or like, um, correct me if I'm wrong, like essentially like the people that, that are around you, you care about their perception of you. Uh, Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely not like a public that like, I don't who gives a shit what people think of me. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. I'm the same way. And, and I, I kind of tricked myself for a long time, like falling into the, like, I don't give a shit what people think. Like this is, this is, this is me. This is what I'm doing. But it would suck if my wife was like, you suck. Oh, or, or like <laughs> yeah, you yeah. suck. Or you, you're a piece of shit. I'd that's, be like, Oh fuck. Like that's the same thing for me. And, and that's one of the, my biggest motivations along like, Ross kind of touch on the, the, the family thing. And I don't mean like, mm. like, I mean, actual family, you know? Um, but I honestly care what they think and I, I do everything I can to, to make them proud. Like mm. to see my, my, my kid's face, like when he tells his friends that his dad's a firefighter is so fucking awesome. Like that's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And, um, the, the, we touched on it last, uh, the last time I was in here is like the whole, what we value and, and that, that connection. And, mm -hmm. and when I look back at it, what, what motivates me is the, the people that I hold dear. Like I want to do, uh, what's right and what's best for the people around me. And it's, it's weird because it's like this internal push, but it is influenced by the, the, my exterior, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like if it was up to me and proof in the pudding like the reason the sect happened wasn't because of my own internal like oh i want to start my own thing that wasn't that wasn't the fucking case it was like oh oh i'm i'm no longer welcome here and i had the uh, responsibility for those that i that i have around me and, and, I was and like, not as your tribe yeah you know, that yeah was, like it was like you immediately went okay how do i how do i solve for this yeah i'm i'm fucking i'm I'm, I'm a loyal son of a bitch and it, like to, in, to, to a fault, honestly, mm -hmm. to a, in, in a lot of, a lot of cases. But, um, that when I look back, like whatever I do, like it's, it's not necessarily like I want to, I don't have this like internal motivation to be like the world's best fitnesser or anything or, or whatever the case may be. It's, it's, I just, I, I want to push the people that are around me in some way, somehow. I mean, I'd, I'd circle, let me like backtrack just a tiny bit and say that we, we all need to have someone to be great for because, mm -hmm. and, and part of that is like the, you know, yeah, I want the, I want to earn the respect of my peers. And as Michael said, who gives a shit what the public thinks, but you know, but it's the people who, who, who know me or people who I love or people who, you know, I, I won't say actual family cause that doesn't really matter to me personally, mm -hmm. but, um, <laughs> the family that I've chosen, but, yeah. but there are certain individuals. I'm just like, I don't want to like, I want to do things well enough in order for these particular individuals to respect not only my effort, but the execution of it or, you know, whatever way there is to describe it. But I think that's a beautiful thing that you said, you know, about your son saying, oh, like yeah. him, him saying, yeah, my dad's a firefighter. Like just that, Holy shit. Yeah. He, 
Oh yeah, that he that take, makes he looks, it for me. He you looks know? after people. There's def, there's uh, you know other motivations there, but I like I can honestly say that that's probably the biggest for me is is, um, and and you hit it right on the head. It is it's those people that that are around you that you that you hold dear and that that you want, um, you want to gain their respect. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've thought about this. Um, obviously, I don't have my own child. Uh, but I never understood when looking at somebody that got themselves to a pretty bad position in life, whatever behavior wise stuff comes up. Yeah, it makes sense. But to the point where they are so unhealthy that they won't get to be that person for that much longer for their little kid or, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. They've just that is completely changed. And, the, and instead of maybe the better question here, because it was like, what motivates you? What drives you? Instead, I think the better question that would be more accurate for people to to actually think is why are you doing what you're doing like in every yeah. sense of the word and i think of that like why am i sitting at this table because of this this and that why am i you know spending time with my kids because of the and i think that leads to a bigger thing of as opposed to where i see it you know in the superficial like a the first thing that comes to mind is like a UFC interview where some guys like, I'm doing this for my little girl. Like bitch, you know, if you were going to do it for (laughs) your family, you would go get a fucking job that had insurance and wasn't so risky. Like that's just a mass. Like that's, you're you're trying to like play to something totally. And you're not understanding. No, you were fighting because you were selfish and you want to be famous and you want immortality in this world kind of deal. And that's great. Just admit to why you're doing what you're doing. You, you hit on a, something that I have a hard time thinking about even as free will. Like you, you, were, you were talking on that, you know, I don't know how much is genetic and I don't know how yeah. much this. I think the same thing. It's very hard to figure out how much of it is us. And I think there, there was something the Schopenhauer-ish uh, philosopher said where um, you, you can will yourself to move, but you can't will yourself to will. There is no control for that. Like if there is no motivation to be good for somebody, no one is going to get you from point A to point B. Like that initial jump needs to be something that kind of is just part of your essence. Like being there as a, as a father figure or, or for Mark to be like this icon for even just something not so close to you, but for people around you, like I see the reaction he might get from an email that touches the right way. That's just like, Hey, thanks for being this thing that you were like, that's paying respect to the effort that went in. Um, and that it doesn't motivate him, but it might pay tribute to what did like his will that was there. And I think that's something that we also kind of hide behind as we, we believe in this libertarian view of free will, like, Oh, I can just do, uh, I did this and I did this. I'm in control of all this. And you have to, at some point know that no, look, we're only in control of a very small part of it. Maybe that portion is to just get up and move or do whatever you did in the moment. That's what you have control over the whole thing of everything else is outside your control. So it's interesting to to hear that. I, I definitely dig that. And I think we should explore that further at some point is, um, free will that'd be that'd be super interesting and that that's one that uh <laughs> that's a big I'm that's sure, a bigger conversation yeah we could it just like we touched or on it ends there. real quick and we just go yeah there's no such thing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and you go wait what do you mean I, I think, go, exactly yeah because i think i think there's some like predictive learning you know that mm-hmm. kind of like genetic predisposition mm-hmm. or, or whatever it might be but i also do think that 
that there's inflection points where you there is it you do hit a fork in the road where you're like hey i can do this or i can not do that you know for well, better I, or for worse yeah i think theoretically saying like there's no such as thing as a free will means like oh what, now we're talking about predestination and manifest destiny and shit that like eh, get yeah. out because you're basically just a robot that is programmed to do certain things like people i think what highlights uh free will or the lack of it is just like your own brain like how in just think of your own thoughts for a minute and know how out of fucking control that is and that you are not controlling any of that software if i just sit in a dark room with nothing on just try do nothing like just control it just yeah. do be nothing and see how fucking terrible and what a big failure you a failure you are at at controlling your own thoughts have you ever been in, a, in an isolation yeah. tank yeah, yeah yeah i need to do that by the way it's good and that that actually brings me why I, I kind of believe that the motivation comes from within and you can't, you can't influence it that much mm -hmm. other than like maybe long-term uh, you may be able to, but being that, that it is, it, well, it could be mostly genetic. Um, I, I think that there, there's little that we can do. Like I, I've had the question numerous times, like, how do you, how do you motivate people? It's like, ah, fuck, I don't, uh, I personally, I don't, I don't believe I do. I just clap people. really loud yeah. when they do a workout to Say, high intensity. Music. <laughs> yeah. I do. I do clap really loud. <laughs> um, but I, I think one of the, the more powerful or the, the, the way we can have more of a influence on people is by through inspiration. Um, opposed to like trying to motivate someone because so, by wait, example as in like leading by example yeah, or, <laughs> or, or living by oh, example shit. or we, some that's shit, an, like, a whole other topic the leading by example but thing. that's that's what i yeah i think you're dead on oh, okay no like but being, I, was that yeah. what you were referring to or? um <clears throat> the whole leading by example thing i i think's overused in general and it's uh it's a lot of bullshit um well, no, let's just like, there's some shitty people that use it, but the, the task of like, just the, the concept of leading from the front is not a bad concept. I, I mean, if we imagine like how many less bullshit wars we would get into, if we just had a political system that emphasized leading from the front, we would have different policy. But if all you do is lead from the front and eventually you look behind you and there's no one there because they don't. Well, yeah. so leading from the front, like leading by example, and sometimes mm -hmm. I say sometimes leading by uh, leading from the front sometimes means leading in the middle, like yeah. understanding that your place isn't just to charge forward, but it's to ensure that everybody around you can use you as an example or a model for what the thing they're trying to do is. And that's I get away from the like oh, lead by example thing by just saying be the model that you're trying to prove, like the the guy that teaches nutrition that is not in control of it is yeah. not uh, well it's just not viable like who's well, going to believe, believe that guy? also the be the best people who lead by example don't talk about it yeah. they, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they just Fair do yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you know they do and they inspire not because they want the accolades of others <clears throat> correct yeah. i didn't want this is that the <laughs> is that the catchphrase i, didn't want I, I believe i didn't want this yeah um, is the catchphrase and that's another url potentially <laughs> purchased but um <laughs> but not today because we're tapped out I, we tapped i blew the budget already the no budget. no no i didn't uh -oh. i didn't because we had 20 bucks per episode right Isn't i, I, I bought to? one I bought one. Whilst, okay, yeah. did, how much did you spend? I spent six eighty eight. It's uh, not your dot guru. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Good one. So nice. well played. So I got, let's see, I had uh, 388, 688. I don't remember what that one was. <laughs> yeah, I think we're still in. Yeah. I, 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 eight, not eight, much margin three. left. One or two. But, but there'll be like a crazy eights deal in there somewhere. Yeah. 88 cents or, or something. Exactly. <laughs> and you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that. <laughs> you fucker. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, and and now I've just been distracted from the point you were saying you were talking about people saying that they lead by example. Or, yeah. The, 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 I like the, I, the concept of leading by example, but it's a do not see, you know, because I think it's a lot yeah. easier with kids. Like, I mean, I go, come back to my kids. It's do what I do, not what I see. So well, you, the difference is like, follow the guy I want to be like into battle or like, look at that guy waving a flag over there. That's telling us to come over here. Cool. They're like, cool. if you have to hashtag lead from the front, you're not doing it correctly. Like if you, <laughs> if you have to tell people that you're a leader, you're not a fucking leader. No, like, that guy uh, waving the flag over there, yeah. cap him first. <laughs> yeah, take care of that distraction. Is yeah. It, why is the flag white? But in this, in this, in this world, we, we, we look for distraction. Like we are distracted all the time. So of course we're going to think hashtag that the, name chief. <laughs> exactly what's that and we're we're susceptible to it because we are just as fucking lizard brain as anybody else and we're like oh squirrel or whatever the thing is to add as human to forgive divine no. <laughs> bright. Uh, the, yeah. bright shiny hooks so. <laughs> it always comes back to the bright shiny lure yeah, like. yeah. Uh, and why not but I, I think there's nothing wrong with the concept and I, I think you're right in like the people that do it don't talk about it that might be the secret to everything. <laughs> it's the first rule of Fight Club. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it, but but not not necessarily in that sense. It's just like well, I'm just doing what I'm doing, and if somebody else chooses to, you know, characterize that in a particular way, and they they use that to, you know, a, as an influence on their own behavior. Hmm. Well, I didn't. You didn't have to cool. say anything yeah. about it, you know, or or. Well, I think yeah. you could take into consideration like this, this podcast, like this thing that we're doing, we could essentially make it such a bigger ball of whatever the fuck this is than we all want to. If we take time to, you know, properly put post at the right time and we oh. essentially <laughs> give into like human behavior, we use human behavior as a guide to making this thing more marketable. So therefore it's more popular. Therefore we get more feedback. Therefore we feel more successful. But what's better is, and some people, you know, might comment like, oh, the first two episodes are shit. Yeah, I totally agree. But who gives a fuck what you think? Like, like you, Luke, you're not doing it. Yeah, yeah, you're, we're having a conversation. Some people will find it interesting. Some people will find us annoying. And that's great. That separates it. But it's not about likes. It's about like gathering around people that want to do what you do. And by to do that, you just have to do the thing. And eventually people will ask what you're doing. I didn't even tell my wife when the, when the episodes get released. <laughs> and then I walked into the kitchen the other day and I'm like, is that my voice? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Weird. She's like, oh, I'm listening to, this is the first episode of the podcast. I'm like, oh dear. <laughs> uh, uh, oh no, I meant to preface that in some way before you listened. Yeah, there's a disclaimer no, I, there. I hang out with barbarians. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I think by the time she got to the end of it, she's like, you're one of them. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's 10 years in the making and ta-da. <laughs> Surprise. 
man. And then you'll be like that guy in Scotland. Then you'll be like, Michael said I didn't have a choice. (laughs) I just became this. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't wasn't free will. (laughs) I didn't. Circumstantial. It was written in my DNA. Yeah, it's it's pre-programmed. I am a robot. (laughs) A skin robot. You're just following your destiny. A fleshlight. Close. <laughs> oh, we're bringing it back to that. Oh, man. <laughs> bringing it back? I don't know. <laughs> Do oh, we ever miss it? It's been a few. We're really looking for a sponsor from oh, Flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, I believe that, that that particular sponsorship agreement ended, if uh. Wikipedia is correct, um, when the uh, <clears throat> advertiser believed that they had saturated their market. <laughs> Here's here's where I I, I would like, let wait, them wait 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 you can't use the term saturated <laughs> in conjunction with your particular product I'm sorry so, so was, how about drenched no <laughs> we will take them on as a headline sponsor the day they make vintage flashlights is that used no <laughs> it's from an era or because they they basically just pull on like mm. porn stars mm. and then whatever one is popular they do it whatever model or a what would you even call i don't know they, I'm, I'm waiting for the elvis uh, I, I love how you said, this is what this is what i want to go back in time i want to get like you know someone from the 70s that nobody knows about i want to get how about joan of arc <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that'd be a hot one yeah the elizabeth <laughs> elizabeth the first fleshlight <laughs> oh my like you know, with dude, if with they're the listening, whole, they know we're onto something. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I mean, but with the whole sort of um, beheading thing uh, <laughs> oh, back in that era, that's not really it. That's no. why I'm into it. Okay, <laughs> genetic. I heard, no, it's no, this no, no, anxiety, no, a fear of death, front, confronting mortality, heightened sensation is what you're saying. Yeah, but I heard you, you er, say earlier that you're not into choking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a or, jujitsu thing, yeah. it sucks. <laughs> you no, do no, not no. want to be into the choking. No, no, no. You're yeah. It's, so you're, you're not into being choked. Essentially, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. That doesn't. You're okay with being the choker, not the chokey. Depends on the outcome. Okay. I find that highly motivating. Yeah. <laughs> I just. <laughs> oh, fuck. We went deep. Into the gutter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Into the gutter yeah. there for a few minutes. Yeah. And I don't think we can segue out of this one into a positive one unless you have other ideas. And so you thought that whole the last five minutes was a negative? No. <laughs> I stay neutral. I just on thought this. it was sort of unuseful, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of unless you have stock in Fleshlight. <laughs> yeah, but but not even because you know because because what a ridiculous product! <laughs> <laughs> a PVC pipe with but, some. But is it designed for the thirty-five year old? Yeah, the exactly. The, the command the, center, the, the un, uh, unmotivated or uninspired, the, the uninspired dot life <laughs> um, <laughs> would. Yeah, so I, was, I, I, I just don't con- want to com- I comment. I mean, because I'm just, you know, does it need to be a PVC? A, an type? actual receptacle? Can <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just like want to like get sit. it on in free space, man? Come on. <laughs> I was going to say you could ask do that about me. <laughs> most humans. Do they have to be a receptacle? <laughs> um, <laughs> Someone's got to eat all those burgers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was French toast. Oh, gosh. 
Oh, yeah. I'm gonna hold back on okay. that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you just, you just, it opened up the game. Yeah, I don't. I have no tie that one off. I have no idea how to bring this back. I, I mean, I'm look at you know. Okay, what drives us? What pushes us? You know, because because one of the things that that we had talked about, <laughs> <laughs> who pushes us? <laughs> who pushes us into <laughs> saying and doing ridiculous things? No, but but we had talked about motivation and inspiration. But the idea of like what pushes and for me yeah. that's the thing that happens after you know inspiration has faded and motivation wanes there is something some internal drive or push that continue that that keeps us you know doing what we're doing and maybe even you know harder and it, you know it, it, at, at, a, at a more intense level in a sense and for, for me the interesting thing about oh yeah motivation i that that's like the there's a both that and inspiration are at the start and it's and that's awesome that's great it's like very powerful thing but what happens you know what is it that happens after three months after six months what it is what is the thing that keeps you doing what you were motivated slash inspired to do initially you know when oh man i'm not making progress i'm not getting a positive feedback that i was when i first started this thing and it was all new and progress was super easy because I started from zero and went to nine or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and then the, <clears throat> the progress sort of slows down or the, the positive feedback wanes or the sense of like, I'm just walking circles in this same spot maybe comes into play, or I don't feel like I'm actually getting closer to the objective that I set for myself. I'm like, what is it then that actually keeps you doing the thing? The answer is mm-hmm. simple. You go to Instagram and you look for that post 10% inspiration, 90% perspiration. And then you're made whole. And then you get a deodorant or an antiperspirant. <laughs> antiper- yeah, yeah. So how does antiperspirant fit into that? <laughs> Do you even IG, bro? <laughs> Not, I, my, my, my feed is highly curated. I try to follow the photographers, not the models, is what I'm saying. <laughs> One of the things that I thought was super interesting uh, back with that, that book, Drive, one of the ways he classified it is initially, like he even classified him, or he went, he referred to uh, Harlow's drives, which initially were like, um, I think it was Harry, Harry Harlow, which Michael mm-hmm. might know. Um, but initially it was uh, like Breed Survive, and then after that it was the whole reward uh, and um, penalize basically consequences, uh, mm. to, to produce uh, compliance. And then after that, it kind of changed to, uh, empowerment. Um, I just love the whole concept com- of producing compliance. I just, I was about to find <laughs> it, say yeah, something, yeah. the same exact thing. I was like, God damn it. So oh, it, it, it sounds it, like a that sounds, job that we've worked yeah. on. <laughs> I was going to say, is, is that not the name of, a, of that book? Yeah, that's the new, that's the new tag. Well, one of the things I thought was cool, though, is it, when he tied it and, and he, what, what he likes to, to suggest to use as, as far as motivation is instead of all that is uh, producing something that, that people have autonomy mm-hmm. and um, that are they're striving for mastery, which I think is a huge motivation for, for many people. Um, and then like just defining like what they're quote unquote purposes and what, what their like internal drive is. And I think it's important for, you know, newer generations to, um, that aren't, that aren't used to, or that don't respond to the, um, 
reward and uh, penalty. So, yeah, the carrot stick yeah. kind of deal. Well, I think like so you mentioned um, the the purpose stuff, and that's I mean when you come to like whatever thing when we're talking about nutrition, whether we're talking about gym stuff, we usually spend less and less time actually talking about the actual fitness that happens, mm-hmm. and we talk more about purpose. We talk more about like. I don't call it motivation or inspiration because I think they have been battered to hell with industry. Like anything that can have a hashtag in front of it. Right. Yeah. It just, yeah, it's totally fucked. And then I I think about it in terms of, because to me there's like this path and I think Mark described a little bit kind of what I was talking about, maybe in a a different vein. Um, I, I don't, I don't need motivation to come to a gym or I don't need motivation to, um, do an effort that I know is going to be hard. Um, the motivation that I need to figure out is why, not why I'm doing something, but like, you know, what's my purpose in not quitting at some point? Because yeah, you, mm. you're going to face it. Like if anybody who's done a 10 minute airdyne test, if anybody's ever done a 2k row for time, there's a point there where your purpose is the only thing that makes the effort a tangible success. And, and the, there has to be an underlying purpose. Otherwise, you'll just, like, if there is none, you just slowly decline with effort. Or, or you know, yeah. you ease up or you quit and you don't even tell yourself you quit, which is a totally other fucking subject that we could talk about for hours. And, and describing this moment when it happens, when you are actually, you know, conscientious of your failure uh, or not failure, you're quitting as opposed to your physiological failure. Like when you, when you understand that, you'll understand motivation at such a deeper level. Um, then like, oh, I saw a poster or I saw somebody look cool and I want to look like them or I saw somebody lift a big weight, I want to lift a big weight or somebody did this stupid test because ultimately what, what we need to understand when we go to train isn't necessarily the little tricks and workouts that are clever and make us, you know, throw up or vomit or they're hard. Mm-hmm. Is we do those to explore that whole quitting part that whole like what keeps you going and i think the only way to keep going is to have an underlining purpose i want to do this and it's not like a set a goal kind of bullshit because that's not me but it is like an underlining purpose to why i show up and why i make a decision not to quit mine is super selfish like i just hey don't want to be a piece of shit (laughs) which is why i don't quit because i think if in the middle of a workout i did like oh man those guys are gonna know that i quit even if you didn't you would probably think that i'm just having a bad day but i would know i would quit and i'm honest about that therefore i have to talk about it yeah i you know just was reminded earlier of a bit of you know when we were talking about like when i talk about the fleeting nature of motivation and inspiration as like the thing okay that's the initiation that starts that's that lights the fuse but it's not the thing and and it, and it can well be the thing that oh yeah lights the fuse and then there's a big bang, yeah. But then it's gone and and it was takes me back to there was a there was a, one of the sermons that was up on the Jim Jones site for a long time and we'll have to get um, maybe it'll have to get like printed in a zine at some point. But uh, part of it was ta- you know part of the thing was talk, talking about that 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 motivation and and what it sort of takes to like cause actual change in yourself and and. Uh, 
deep in it, it read that to change and grow takes an inner fire, burning hardwood or coal, not the gasoline or or the flash of gasoline or the hurried bang of black powder. That flash may be bright, and you'll see it on Instagram, but darkness quickly follows. It is not interesting at all. You need to be in it for the slow burn because if you're in it for the slow burn, you understand how opportunity expands when capacity is increased. I'm like, okay, I just want to make my more, myself more capable, you know, doing whatever I'm doing. If it, if it happens, like if I could refer back to like making the first issue of Rays and thinking like, wow, the, the, the possibilities that are ahead of me, because I accepted this deadline and forced myself into these working conditions um, that I actually didn't know how to get like resolve. So I had to learn, you know, some software manipulation. Mm-hmm. I had to like be open to criticism and design guidance, let's say. So there's a I lot of the term feedback, feedback. Yeah. <laughs> or okay. criticism. You know? okay. Well, you know, whatever. I, I, okay. Criticism is fine. I, I don't think criticism is necessarily negative, yeah. but uh, feedback. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you that one. But, but just to like put myself in that situation and then come, come out the other side of that sort of experience of, you know, okay, now I have a, a, a very rudimentary understanding of design in this particular context. I have a rudimentary facility with this software. I just look at that and I go, man, the shit I can do now. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, but because I went through that process and that it wasn't just like, yeah, we're going to do a fucking zine or yeah. Like it seemed like a really good idea in August to do a podcast and we're still fucking here. So it, 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 you know, the feedback, the immediate feedback of doing the podcast. Yeah. I I love, you know, hearing myself talk. It's so fucking (laughs) awesome. Not only do I get to hear it real time in my own headphones, you know, while we're recording, but later I can go home and I can listen to it to, you know, you know, to sort of audit the episode, if you will. But mostly I just like, you know, jerking off to my own voice. But, um, but this, but this whole idea, I just, I, I, I wonder, you know, I think about all of those things that people start and don't finish. Yeah. And we had this discussion a lot um, at, at Jim Jones because, because when I started that project and I launched the website, I was responsible for coming up with all the workouts, for writing the workouts, for writing all the content on the site, for shooting all the pictures, for editing all the video, for every single fucking thing on that website. So anybody, anytime anybody came up with a fucking clever idea that involved starting something and then consistently doing that thing for a long period of time... I would just look at them, a couple of individuals in particular, and I'd say, you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about because all of this work has been done for you up until this time. Mm. You want to you wanna open the mouth of that monster? You're going to be the motherfucker who has to feed it because I think it's a stupid idea and I'm not going to participate. Mm. Okay, and I saw where exactly where that went. And if we go, if I'm going to tie this into like, okay, I've started talking about the sermons and I'm going to go back to this thing of, okay, what keeps you doing the thing that you are doing when motivation is a memory and a fucked up one at that? Like Mm -hmm. you wish, I wished I'd never had the idea. I wished I was never fucking inspired to start writing those goddamn sermons (laughs) because three years into it, I hated Sundays. Yeah. Sundays come. It's Saturday. Fuck. Tomorrow is that day. But I 
started down the road <laughs> and there was, you know, essentially I, I didn't see a way out. And so every night I, or every Sunday night, every Sunday during the day, maybe sometimes it didn't start until fucking Monday morning. Um, that I still called it was Sunday somewhere in the world at that point. But, but I kept doing those things very, for, for a very similar reason to you, Paul, when you were no longer welcome at Jim Jones and you had to, you had a responsibility to the people with whom you had developed this, these relationships, the people that you were trained, the people who had committed their energy and their time and their money and like to your sort of leadership, I would say. You can say you're not a leader, but fuck, I, I disagree. Um, and, it, 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 and for me, it was just like, I said I would do this. I made the commitment to do this. No matter what it costs me, it's important enough for me to keep my word that even though I have to recycle sometimes, you know, because I can't do it because it's the sun's coming up and I got to go to work in an hour and I still got nothing. Um, or it's 4 a.m. I am too fucking like a half a bottle of vodka is gone and the muse, that bitch has not shown up. And I now I'm too hammered to write well, <laughs> or whatever. So I recycled, but, but the yeah. commitment was there. So, um, yeah, I, I, I recycled, but you know, uh, maybe I mentioned it before, but by the time, you know, that whole thing stopped, there was 226 of those sermons had been written and, um, and the, the initial, the initial motivation lasted for a while. And, um, and then after that, it was just like, I'm rolling on my, what pushes me is my commitment. Yeah. And then not only that commitment, but somehow after that was the expectation that people were going to wake up somewhere on Monday morning and read it like, okay, that's the thing. That's why I pay the money to be, you know, involved in psychs. This writing isn't anywhere else. It's like, okay, I guess I am externally motivated in some way. I mean, but it came from a, you know, my, my personal commitment in, in the first place, but then just like, okay, well, the, they're, you know, the hunger is there. And, uh, and I said, I would satisfy that in some way. And I guess I don't get to stop until I get a cease and desist letter. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that's awesome. I, I think people don't see anything through like that is such a, it, it makes me think like, well, if the biblical epithet is true, as in God made us in his image, then we're not finished because humans finish fucking nothing. Or they don't see anything through. Yeah, well, if we were made in his image. He was a lazy motherfucker. Well, and it might, I propose that, you know... If Excuse he, me. It, <laughs> sorry, hashtag would, some offense. <laughs> yes. I would propose that, yeah, if we are creatures of uh, creation, then we can probably bet on him being tired of what he created and we're on our own anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because of how many things I've seen humans go through and just ditch or not respect the fact that they made a commitment. And that was, uh, I think it's true that most, in most cases, people don't know what they don't know even about commitment because you look at how many projects are abandoned. Like look at how many things are like, Oh, this is going to be awesome. YouTube video every week. Uh, who's going to do that? Sorry, I haven't posted in a while. Yeah, yeah. Is the, I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the start of every yeah. fucking blog, mm -hmm. pretty much. That well, yeah. ninety percent of them anyway. But but I, I mean, I would get, just go back to sort of the the the. the first of all, no one was asking where you were. Yeah, yeah. No one. <laughs> good point. Yeah. Don't need and to apologize. I use raise. You know, the first issue as an example, and Ross said the thing. You know, like, hey, how fast? Can, you know, when can you have one done? And I'm like, nine, you know, nine days. 
now you're well, I'm not going to not going to fucking miss that deadline yeah. because I said I would. And I guess and, and, and to me, like to sort of uphold that commitment as ridiculous as it was. And, and there was we totally could have like said <clears throat> 14. You loved it. You know, part. Oh, no, totally. No, I, I not. I, I will never say a negative word about that whole experience in the sense but but unless it has to do with stamps.com yeah (laughs) that wasn't in the 90 windows yeah yeah exactly that (laughs) that happened like a month and a half later but (laughs) but but the idea of like i'm going to make the i make the commitment and then to just go well this it was totally arbitrary in the first place but i said that i would Mm -hmm. i and i Said Michael it's like a mini movie show <laughs> for him, <laughs> but Michael's like, and, "What? Huh? Okay, <laughs> okay, nine days sounds fine. You know, like another nine times twenty-four. Um, yeah, it seems like plenty of hours. <laughs> like, who needs to eat or sleep? Or there like, was there was a, literally a, a a moment when we wrote down the hours and where they were going to. Like, here's our here's our time period, and we broke down the hours of what we were spending on dissect what we were spending on raise what we're spending on the book project what like we had to actually acknowledge the fact that we don't have enough time to do all this shit so what is the like what's the best way to prioritize so we can keep the commitment this is still the conversation on a daily basis is how many what what are we capable of like take it out of the gym we're we're using you know motivation or what pushes us we know that they're because I'm one of them I know people are like me that there's a, a need for a different voice in this industry or this realm it doesn't exist everywhere like it's so rare that i i know maybe two people that are talking about fitness or physicality in this regard and that doesn't mean we're right it just means it's different and it speaks to a different thing other than the superficiality or the competitor or the fighter or the the person that's you know I'm the sportsman there's just there's this is this is physicality for the philosophical like for those that think a little bit more than than the average person, the person that asks questions like, why did I do that? Why did I, we have those same questions and we just looked a little bit further and that's, that's where we ended up creating this thing. And then our first thing uh, that we discuss before content, before ideas is, okay, when can we produce this and how frequently can we, we can produce this? The content will come. We have, we have enough thinking going on that we can fucking produce some stuff. The hard part is being like, I don't want this to be uh Oh, we put out this fucking thing and then, well, we got busy. Yeah. And I think it's admire like it's so admirable, uh, the level of commitment you guys have. And in that I I've often said to, to numerous people, there, there's a lot of people out there and, and I myself am included in this, that I'm apprehensive to commit to many things because, uh, when I commit, I fucking, I commit like it's, it's to there the exclusion and it's, of you know, pretty much all else. Correct. So, yeah. and, and, and maybe it's admirable because that's how I'm kind of wired and maybe it's genetics as well. Uh, but it's, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this was, was one like specifics on like twitching and, and bike riding and, and whatever the case may be. But in general, like I've noticed too, like how hard it is to come up with like content that frequently. And like, how the fuck did you like do that? It, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't have necessarily have an answer, but I, I would, I would say, okay, that the, I, I can draw on, 
being an older gentleman, I can, yeah. you know, draw on, you know, vast life experience or lessons or, or notes, you know, things that I've done and learned and taken notes on and remembered in the past or things that I've done that have become, you know, a, a part of me or, or, or whatever. And, and, and so when someone, you know, I have that conversation with someone who is, you know, half my age or less and they say, well, how do you do that? And I'm like, well, live long, you know, or, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> live long enough so that you can, or, you know, maybe, maybe the quite more relevant question but, is how can I do this? And I'm just like, I'm sorry, you, you can't yeah. because you, everything the, all the, all, you know, are the experiences of others because that's, you know, you've just come out of school and what are you taught in school? The experience of others. Okay. Well, yeah. Until you get, until you have enough time here on this planet now doing shit and, and expressing, you know, the, your own interpretation of the experience and knowledge of others, you ain't got shit to say. So don't start a blog because it's gonna eventually be, sorry, I haven't posted in a while, but I haven't had shit to say because I'm inexperienced and, you know, shallow. Oh, I'm just unmotivated. Lately, I just didn't. no, no, no. You're uninspired. Dot I, I'm just life. uninspired. Uninspired. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know that, that that's where I go with that. I think, um, it, it, and this is a this is a topic. Obviously, we could explore this. You know, in go, you know, pulling a lot of different threads, going down a lot yeah. of different rabbit holes. Um, but I, I think I think it's worth it's it's something worth examining, and I'm glad that you know you. <clears throat> tricked us into this tonight, Paul. Thank you. Um, just, just because it's like, we it, would have been unmotivated if you told us that the subject was motivation. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I knew it out of the gate. Yeah. I would have just been like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm all anti-motivation oh. tonight. <laughs> and I tried to gonna, come up with different words too, because I, I'm the same. Like I fucking, I can't stand like, Oh, oh hashtag motivation. Like every damn day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That, do we feel enough motivation from that? I literally TM. wrote down like what pushes. Just do it. What no, pushes okay. us. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. the same family. Yeah, I, I think it is. Yeah. I think it's I, actually trademarked by the same company. Yeah. In calligraphy. Oh, so you know it's important. <laughs> so I know it's important. <laughs> you know you meant it. I took time. I committed to that. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, it you does. did. That's, that's enough. Hey, but notice the difference if you, like on that note, notice the difference if somebody sends you a handwritten note or a typed out one. Oh, yeah. But there's just a, wait a typed out one. Is it actually on paper? Like, uh, or is it like a text? A typed text out? Yeah. Okay. Like text. Like yeah. Printed, so, right? so like a virtual message or yeah. What, I don't and even know what you A handwritten call message. You're like, who the fuck owns a pen? Like <laughs> your first question is. Well, when, I was, when I was really confused people writing the cards yeah. that were going in the various Rays magazines the other day. And I like, had to look around the office for a pen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I had one here. Who has fuck. a fucking pen? <laughs> like I've got a bunch now, but because I knew that I was going to write bullshit there's some in my office if you guys need some oh i think we have plenty of pens we just don't i don't we use markers instead to write yeah. stuff down but the difference is in like a commitment to the thing the difference is in i don't know it's the small details and it's not i don't think anybody i respect is motivated by a picture of anything or something so superfluous is like the tangible world like 
I don't, there's a reason why when you get past age 12, there's not like a poster of a Ferrari on your fucking wall anymore. There, there, like you, it, you need some it, it other was a 11 Yeah, okay. So, yeah, yeah. Surprise, the vision boards don't work. Yeah, yeah. You've, yeah. you've like moved further <laughs> geographically north in terms of car production yeah, yeah. by that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, what would be on your vision board? Like, uh, I, fuck, unicorn? I don't, Satan? You know what's Henry, funny is Henry, I... Henry, Jason, Gal, um, no? If you look no, in... No, 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 a CI. Ibiza would be uh, mine, right. which is Ibiza. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's a fine vehicle. Yeah. You know, I had one. Um, uh, you know, one of my first rental cars on the uh, one of the last movies I did. They gave me. They dropped one of those on me, and I was just like, "And, and you're like, so, are you like fucking a, serious? A seat? That's not what's in my deal memo. Here, it <laughs> says German car." Or Here, Swedish. Here's an idea. Here's an idea for the next token that we might release. Okay, it's a full-on poster of a Fiat Panda, and at the top it says, "What Wait. does it matter? We're all driving to the grave." <laughs> that's now that's a serious demotivational <laughs> poster right there. And I think is it going to be black and white? Or do you want to do color? And I are we talking? And, and wait, wait, wait. Let me get, let me just go step back on that yeah. a little bit further. Like. Um, the image that we're going to use, can we use like a Fiat Panda from the late eighties? Yeah. Cause, oh, yeah, cause yeah. like the very boxy yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Fucking the ultimate like four wheel drive go-kart yeah. when I was living in Europe. <laughs> Fuck. I wanted one yeah. so bad. My oh, buddy man, had a 91. Oh, that's pretty good. I just <gasps> drove red. Yeah. Mine was oh. red. So the, I, I just Fucking got a new one killing me. in Corsica and drove it around. I just rallied the, I mean, e-brake poles around corners, nice. everything, the whole gambit. And I could say it is the most gutless three-cylinder car I've ever fucking driven in my life. <laughs> three cylinders. Going downhill and then taking a corner and feeling the actual like fourth wheel raise up out the ground. New respect for Panda. It handled its shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but, as but a question to color, yes. But I'm thinking like fluorescent prisms, like 80 sports cars. We so we're, ta- we're, we're talking like, okay, so, so somebody got a Fiat Panda and rallied and, and was, you know, th- the company was going to go participate in some rallies so we're talking <laughs> we're talking late 80s we're looking at some kind of uh luxotica maybe you know some you know italian sunglass company is the sponsor you know the, the, the or the the, the the presenting sponsor so you got fiat and then you got the sunglass company and then you got a lot of like a fluorescent pink and lime green and shit kind of like a kuntash promo mm. poster but oh. with a fiat yeah i had a same I, company Growing up, I did have a, a six foot long, you know, one of those six foot long oh, yeah. banner posters of a Countach on my wall. See, yeah, respect. It was awesome. See, super awesome. Wow, I had it was what? a Corgi oh. car version of that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, it was a Countach. Yeah, oh yeah, Countach with colors. Yeah, so I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. Fiat Panda and then a real life slogo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, I'm strangely comfortable with this idea. <laughs> So, so here's a, a great Instagram account that you should follow. Just uh, this is right up Ross's alley. So far, I'm seeing oh. chicks in cars, <laughs> and a, and a, and a lot of like fluorescent sort of eighties. Yeah, you know, reminiscent of of um, yeah the the most the the most I think the most beautiful modern application of the sort of eighties aesthetic would have to be that movie Drive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gadget pastel. It looks like that. Yes. It <laughs> looks exactly like that. Same fucking oh, yeah. color yeah. palette. It's just like a, a chromed out logo with with hyper fluorescent scorpion yeah. jacket. I mean, you're fucking in. <laughs> that movie was excellent, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Favorite best beat down elevator scene ever. 
ever. Yeah. Highly motivating. Highly motivating. Highly motivating. And on that note, yeah. thanks for joining us. <laughs>